How's it look? Say um, something and make a wave. I th- okay, I'm seeing a little bit of a wave. It's definitely not smooth, but I think that's just how it looks. <laughs> In my mind, it should be smoother than it is. But it just goes, it just like, <laughs> it gets big and then it kind of disappears into nothing. When you're not saying anything, does it look like very thin? Yes. Okay, well, I think that's what you want. <laughs> No, no, I, I I agree it's right, but it, in my mind, it, it does seem like it should be more smooth. It's not up to your standards of beauty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hi, friends. And welcome to Screen Vomit, the only movie podcast for normal people. I'm, of course, your host, Kayla, and I do have a guest with me today. But before I get to that, if you like the show, you can follow me online everywhere at Screen Vomit, Instagram, all the crap. Um, I have gorgeous shirts for sale. If you like it, also, please think about leaving me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Those are just really nice things to do or just share the podcast. That's just... That's a kind way you can help me out. And it's free. Costs zero dollars. All right. So my guest today is comedian, podcaster, Twitch streamer, gamer extraordinaire, uh, Rodney Berry. You know him from the American Arts and Culture Review podcast. I've had his podcast host Clay Tatum on before. That was a great episode for Inherent Vice. This is a great episode with Rod. In the podcast, we also talk about a related movie to this film that we discuss, Broker, which isn't technically out yet. It's still kind of doing festivals, but I did get a chance to see it since we recorded this episode, and I gotta say, it rocks so much. Cried my damn eyes out in the theater. Um, Highly recommend not only this movie, spoiler alert, but also Broker was so good. And just announced, Rod is also going on tour with Whitmer Thomas this winter. So check out those gigs, baby, and check out this app. All right, we're in the pod. What's up, Rod? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm I'm chilling here in my room that I probably should have cleaned before I did this. That's all right. Nobody's going to know. <laughs> <laughs> this audio only. They can't hear the um the dust crawling around. <laughs> I know, but I but you Imagine you, if they could. You can see it and I <laughs> I just, I'm embarrassed now. You're shy now? Yeah, now I'm shy. Aw. <laughs> I can barely see um, the, all the dirt and crud in your room. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely nasty in here. It's cake, It's caked up. <laughs> caked up and nasty. The wall's absolutely bare, though. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on there? Oh, uh, that's just uh, that's just my my style. You know, I got a very, yeah. bare ass. very clean style. Keep it bare. <laughs> Keep the walls bare. You like them raw. Exactly, yeah. Hell yeah, I respect that. <laughs> Living the raw rod lifestyle. Mm-hmm, exactly. Hell yeah. Rod, tell me about your relationship with watching movies. I know nothing about it. <laughs> besides that I know that you have streamed yourself watching at least two movies other than that. Oh, and that you have a movie podcast. I, I love movies. I love going to the movies. Yeah. I probably love that more than actually watching movies. I love the activity of going to mm. the movies. 
the experience. Yeah, the whole thing. It's like a fun. It's that's very fun to me. Mm-hmm. It's hard for are me. Are you a to social watch. going to the movies guy? You like to go with buds, or are you a lone guy? I could do either. I like to go mm-hmm. by myself sometimes, especially okay. if it's like something I I don't know. Just like if I have that free time and I can go to the movie by myself, that's mm-hmm. real nice. Are you a stubs head or or what? <laughs> I I am. <laughs> You but are? I have not been using it as much as I need to. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I just canceled mine. I think and that might be controversial. I don't know. No, I think that's appropriate. <laughs> I mean, the shit keeps going up. It was getting to like $22 a month or something. Yeah. It, and uh, I realized I hadn't gone to AMC specifically. I'd been to theaters, but not AMC in like months. And I was like, I'm just giving them money for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> The last movie I went to see was not at an AMC. Yeah. Because I went and saw Heat at the Alamo Draft House. Mm. Downtown LA? Yeah, in downtown. I went there to see the Foo Fighters movie. There's a Foo Fighters movie? There was earlier this year. <laughs> huh. Um, right right before R.I.P. our guy, the drummer, oh. forget his name. Oh, yeah. Right, right before that, the Foo Fighters put out a movie that's like, they go to record an album. They like rent a house just to like get away and record an album um, but the house is like haunted and fucked up so it's like a scary movie um, about them recording an album it's, okay. it's like extremely dad rock yeah, um, yeah Dave Grohl like every two seconds is like flipping birds and saying like fuck off fuck you fuck face or like whatever you know it's like way too many f-bombs mm-hmm. you know not to be a prude but <laughs> and did you like it are you a big Foo Fighters fan <laughs> I would say uh, I'm an old school Foo fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have, like, I haven't like kept up with what's going on with Foo Fighters. I have no idea. But like their first two albums, I absolutely would rock. Right. Third one, you know, starts to wane. And then it's probably just straight up downhill from there. I don't, I probably it's, haven't listened to like a new album they've put out. Couldn't tell you when. I'm sure yeah. there's probably some good songs on there, but I just have not listened to it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I have no idea. Yeah. Um, First album, probably one of my fave albums which one's the like, first one that has monkey wrench or is that no there's one before that oh, okay what are the hits off of that one now i can't think of them but i'm gonna look it up while you continue to tell me about your relationship <laughs> with going to downtown la going to down i mean <laughs> the dra- I getting mean, to that draft house it's crazy what? it's actually i don't mind getting to the draft house because i don't have a car <laughs> And okay the yeah one the car place, aspect of it was really atrocious the one place in down in la that it's easy to to get to on bus like almost from everywhere is downtown oh yeah and if i'm coming from work i could just hop on the red line and the seventh metro is just the stop that has the alamo draft house the alamo draft house is above Mm. the red line it's like a straight line yeah oh well nice you get out and it's like in the complex that that it's in but everybody i ever meet there is like it's a miserable time to get here here? This parking lot makes me sick because you have to go up like the big like circle. Yeah, it's terrible. (laughs) And then like when I went there, it was like all the levels were like closed except for the very top level. But like the top level elevator like doesn't connect to the one that gets to the Alamo. So like I had to like get off on a different floor and like switch elevators. Like what the hell is going on here? No, I just get off the train. I get off the subway and then I'm uh, bam, I'm right there at the Alamo draft house. That's so, so you're easy. having a great time while everyone else is miserable. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, hell yeah. Do you have a fave theater? I mean, I guess the theater at the Americana, just because it's my closest one. Mm-hmm. I I like that. It's like a really good theater anyway, but it's just What's so- What's great about it? It's just, it's got the seating, like the the theater seating that I love. Do you the know, reclinies? It doesn't like recline, but they are getting the mm-hmm. IMAX 
what's that thing called? The Dolby? Do you know about the Dolby mm-hmm. theaters? The AMC yeah. Dolby's? I know about the Dolby's. They're getting one of those, <laughs> and I'm really excited uh-huh. about it. Because the one in Burbank, oh, yeah. <laughs> the one in Burbank, we saw Elvis in, uh-huh. and it was great. I th- I thought it was like a perfect theater experience. Yeah. Because the seats the are great. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> it looks great. It's like loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I don't know. My favorite theater of all time. Let me think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Have you ever traveled to a different like state or something and gone to a theater? Or are you just around your area? I mean, I'm. I'm a California boy, so I've never really been. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever been to a theater out of state. It's like not a vacation really? activity yeah. to see a movie. A lot of people don't think about it, I think. Yeah. Normal heads, they're going, I'm going on a trip. I'm like going to do activities. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to go like to a theme park or like, I don't know what activities people, <laughs> what do normal people do? Go to, go to, to museums. Museum, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I also just, I don't really go out of state all that often. So I don't really. Yeah. You stick to home base. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm in LA and then I go visit my mom again. And then that's, that's mostly what I do. <laughs> Mom's also in the region. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All in California. Yeah. Central Coast and SoCal. And why would you leave? Yeah. It's, it's basically <laughs> perfect. <laughs> That's the place people want to go. Yeah, most of the time. I pulled up Foo Fighters' first album. I think the hit, the hits on it were "I'll Stick Around" and "Big Me." Oh, okay. Do you know those songs? I thought I, I thought I would have, but I don't know. I can't think of them off the top of my head. I think is "Big Me" might be the one where they had the. No, is it? Oh fuck! Now I can't. I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> so I guess I, I guess I really know the second album. That's the one I know. Yeah. I think that's when they got like really big. Oh yeah, Big Me is the music video where they have like the Foo Toes, like Mentos, but they're Foo. Oh my God, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, you remember? Yeah, Yeah, that music video was huge. Yeah, they had a lot of really great. I gaslit myself to think that I was wrong about that, so I just looked it up. (laughs) I was like, No, I'm right. (laughs) They had a lot of really great music videos. Oh yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it is crazy how how much money they used to be able to spend on those damn things. I know, and now like. (laughs) You can make a cool music vid, but like, do people watch music videos? <laughs> like, not was, really, right? I was just talking about this with Wit because uh, he really? just made a bunch, and he's like, "Oh fuck, yeah, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Wit." <laughs> no, I mean he knows. He knows. Oh, I've been in a good amount of music videos, and not very many people have seen them. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you music video star? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in a. Mm. Uh, at least two music videos for Wit, but not any not any of for his new album coming out. Yeah. I've been in a bunch too, but not in a long time. You've probably been in some of your own. No, I've never made my own. Oh, really? Well, unless you count like doing sessions or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have done like somebody filming me like professionally live on like a rooftop or whatever. Oh, but okay. I haven't like straight up made a music video. But nobody cares about my music. <laughs> well. I don't care about my music enough to go through all that. <laughs> But I'll be in a music vid if people are doing crap. You're ever going to direct a music video? You ever direct one? No, I've never directed anything. Any plans to? People ask me this a lot. And uh, I just, I think I am, uh, I don't know if I have the talent to like be a good writer for something. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if I was going to direct something, I'd probably want to write it. Right. Right. I had like one cool idea. (laughs) This is such a like a lame story. But I had one cool idea that I thought of. And I started to write a script about it. But have you ever tried to write a script? Because it's actually like so hard. (laughs) I'm not much of a writer myself. Uh, It's actually so hard and like tedious and 
not exciting to like write a script and I think actually most of the actual writers that I know also agree with that (laughs) they hate doing the writing um so I actually didn't make it that far and then uh I watched somebody else's short film that was not exactly my idea, but had like the core element of my You're like, idea. Close enough. They basically <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> did it already. I don't know. Yeah, they and, did the work they, for me. Yeah, and like, uh, and that person's short was really, really good, and like way better. Even if I did make my thing, it would never be like as cool as theirs. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's my career. <laughs> well, my career's already my film over. Career's over. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever direct anything either. So it's yeah. I just I just thought since you're so interested in in movies and especially short mm-hmm. film, <laughs> yeah, it would make sense. <laughs> but it would make sense if I could convince myself to write something. Maybe. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I like that I would never do. I like a yeah. lot of music, and I've never been in a <laughs> been in like a serious band or even have yeah. tried to learn how to play music uh, very well. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I mean, it takes a lot of commitment and a lot of time, and like yeah. who has. Whom among us has either of those things yeah. at this point in uh, history? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I feel surprised that you don't act more. Do you have an interest in acting? I mean, you're just around filmmakers all the time. I mean, I if somebody asked me to, crap? if somebody asked me to act, I would act. But people don't usually ask me, and yeah. I'm not ever asking anybody to to join. Yeah. If like <laughs> if Wit and Clay are like working on something, I'm not like, what about me? Can I be in it? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, I see. <laughs> I would. I would. You don't never, want to pressure your way in. I would never do that, even though mm-hmm. it does seem like fun because it it's all my friends hanging out doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I never am like, oh yeah, put me in it. Mm-hmm. But if they ever ask me to, yeah, I I'm no I'm normally down. I feel like I just like I don't even live in a place where people are doing film that much, but I get asked to just hop into stuff all the time. <laughs> As a person who lives in LA where people are making crap all the time, well, I don't know, just it feels surprising that you're not just pulled into crap all the time. I think that part of it is that there's already so many people who want to do it, mm. who are like outwardly, you know, expressing that they want to do it all the time. That yeah. when it's like somebody who doesn't seem to care, mm, okay, okay, I'm like I immediately, see. they go ahead and pass me over for somebody who. <laughs> Wants to have a career as an actor. Mm. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, All right, should we get into this uh, movie? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we got quite a flick today. You have picked the 2018 film Shoplifters. What drew you to this movie? Had you seen it before? I had seen it before, and I had kind of wanted to rewatch it, but it's Mm -hmm. because I saw it it in theaters. Oh, yeah? I saw it, and I remember I, I really liked it. And it was a very sad movie. Yeah. It's a very upsetting little thing. Um, but I I thought it was really like very beautiful. I I, I just really yeah. liked the movie and uh, I thought, hey, I could I could probably talk about that. I like that I like that crap. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has been on my list forever. I had not seen it, but I've been wanting to for a long time and if I go on my letterbox, I mean, there's like dozens of my friends have seen this movie and they all have like five stars across the way. So, yeah, I've been really wanting to see this movie for a while, but I was saving it for pod. Oh, so. OK. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you I'm glad you saw it. I hope you enjoyed it. I, I don't well, know if we'll you, you don't get down to that yet. <laughs> no, we can't spoil at the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they said they liked it. Though I'm going to go ahead and turn off the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't give a spoiler this early. Found out what I wanted to hear. Plus, what if I change my mind? Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
Um, all right, so cast for this movie. Well, first of all, it's directed by Hirokazu Koreeda. He's done some other movies that are pretty critically acclaimed, but I haven't seen any of them. So I don't know if anybody else has. <laughs> I also have not seen any of them. <laughs> yeah, some are on my list, though. Like, he's got some ones that look pretty cool, but yeah, haven't watched any. Yeah, I probably would really enjoy him because I like this one. He's gotta have, yeah. It's got to have some similarity to the, to this movie. Yeah, I think he explores similar themes in, a, in a, at least a couple other of his movies too so I enjoy what he does with with uh, his themes in this film so mm-hmm. you know applying that to his other films I think uh, probably like him yeah I, I should probably give it a shot but it's <laughs> what a it's hard <laughs> it's hard <laughs> it's hard sometimes <laughs> to watch movies absolutely <laughs> when I'm at home it's very hard for me to watch a movie I, that's why I like the theater so much because I can mm, really you're not a home watcher at I all I can really turn off you know, yeah. and just pay attention to the one thing. No phones. It, yeah, I don't even want to look <laughs> at my phone. It's like so nice to not have it out. But when I'm yeah. at home watching a movie, I'm like, I should look at my phone the entire time. Yeah. And you can't really do that with foreign language because you got to be reading. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's really complicated to read subtitles is, what's, <laughs> is what Rod's saying. <laughs> well, no. That's <laughs> not what I'm saying. <laughs> It's really hard to look at the screen and read the subtitles. Like, why don't they speak English? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was actually, I was really looking, I was looking for the dub of this. I I thought maybe I could get an old school dub of the movie, but I I couldn't find it. (laughs) Rodheads reach out. (laughs) Yeah. If anybody, maybe. With the hot link. (laughs) And maybe some of the Rodheads, they can go out there and they can maybe make their own dub. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just for you, special. Yeah, a classic (laughs) anime style fan dub. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. So for other casts in this movie, I don't have much because they're, you know, it's a Japanese film and most of these people are just in millions of Japanese movies. But two of these actors are in one movie that I've heard of <laughs> called Love Exposure, Love um, which Exposure. is a Sono movie. Pal of the Pod, Johnny Look, a uh, very cool filmmaker. Uh, watch his crap if you haven't. Anyway, he recommended that movie to me a long time ago, and I haven't watched it yet, but Sian Sono is a uh, filmmaker that I really like, and I've seen a bunch of other of his movies. So anyway, uh, the person who plays the mom, Sakura Ando, and the the person who plays her sister, uh, Mayu Matsuoka, are both in that film. So oh, okay. That's really the only credit I have. Is that <laughs> mm-hmm. five minutes of explaining this? what this movie is? Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, I don't know. There's a credit for you. <laughs> it, it is hard because I don't watch a ton of Japanese movies. Because, mm-hmm. you know, only like only a handful because of, the of subtitle. them. Yeah, because of the subtitles. Because <laughs> <laughs> only, only some of them, you know, come out in any kind of any kind of major way in the United States, mm-hmm. you know? So if you're only hitting movies that are in theaters or that are like something you would naturally hear of, you're never digging for films. Not, would not you say? typically, no. Yeah. I'm the opposite. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think the a film, it's very rewarding to have to have gone through great lengths to come across a link to a film <laughs> that I can watch <laughs> after having dug through like pages of random shit on the internet uh-huh. or like harassed strangers for links um, or stuff like that. <laughs> I actually, I think it's just more rewarding um, to watch a film that way. Uh, so that's kind of more my vibe. <laughs> oh, to me, it's I, my favorite way to watch a film. I'm sitting in that big movie theater seat. Yeah. With a big with a big old soda and a big old popcorn. Hell yeah. 
I do love a theater as well, but even when I go to the theater, I'm, you know, this is so annoying to say out loud, but I'm always going to the art house theater. Mm -hmm. I'm always like in the theater alone watching the one weirdo film. (laughs) (laughs) I've definitely definitely been there. We got the the Lamley theaters all over. Or maybe they're closing down. I don't... (laughs) I don't know exactly. Are they closing? The one in Pasadena just closed. Oh, I don't know if the one I in Glendale's open. I feel like I just I went there recently and I saw RRR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say that again. RRR. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Right, right, right. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it is. It is funny. I've never to say. actually listened to someone say it out loud. Oh, really? <laughs> I never thought about what that would sound like. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Sorry, you saw you saw this film at the Lemley. Yeah, I probably saw I probably saw Shoplifters at a Lemley too. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I saw the Oscar Shorts block for narrative shorts when I was in the area. Maybe you, you vote on that damn thing. Let me vote. Yeah, you get you should get a vote on it. Who's watching more short films than you? That's true. Uh, me and Kentucker Oddly, the two people who are watching short films um, in the universe. Um, I don't think um, Oscar shorts are not really my thing, to be honest. Yeah, I would um, think Oscar so. films in general. Yeah. You like a little bit more weirdo stuff. Yeah. I like the weirdo stuff. I like stuff with a little bit of crust on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I want to feel what's going on. Every <laughs> once in a while, there's like an Oscar. There's like one movie out of the 10 movies they pick that is like a <laughs> a little gem. But most of the time, yeah. it's like Green Book or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. That's like a movie that I guess my mom would maybe like. I don't, I don't know. I don't. They're just a little too smooth. Yeah. And some people really respect smooth filmmaking and you know that's fine if that's your thing or whatever but it's just not for me and when I watched that shorts block too all of the shorts were like really devastating <laughs> like <laughs> it was like really hard to watch them back to back to back yeah, yeah. it's like okay this one's about like killing all Indian people this one's about like a black guy who's incorrectly imprisoned this one's about like a chick who gets raped or like it was just like back to back to back that yeah um for you know two hours or whatever it oh was. my god and uh man that was that was like really they don't hard. got one nice little thing in there <laughs> no so that was that was really like tough spiritually to sit through and I don't I wouldn't want to be on the screening committee if that's all you're watching oh my yeah. god so I had to go see Jackass with Bud after that yeah yeah oh my <laughs> to god clen- to cleanse my spirits <laughs> Jackass is also kind of like a series of short films so I guess that's it's like vignettes yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's actually art <laughs> I feel like it has gotten, I feel like people have turned on Jackass and now it is like, it is great art. (laughs) It's like, has like transformed over the 25 years into now we take Jackass seriously. (laughs) Wow, we're already extremely derailed on the combo. I love it though. Uh, (laughs) All right, critic scores on this movie are amazing. 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. 93% of Google users got this with a thumbs up. And... This one, the Palm Door at Cannes. So good That's flick, certified. Pretty good. Hey, a pretty good yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. You know what? He did kind of a good job on this. Hey, congrats, man. <laughs> you... Hey, y'all worked really hard on this. Great job. Very proud of everybody. <laughs> All right. Would you like to read 
a plot summary of this movie. Oh. I have one. Oh, yeah. Do you know how to read? I I can try. <laughs> we talked about how you struggle with the reading of the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do, I'm going to do my best. I'll sound out Is some of Is it because you don't know how? <laughs> I'll sound out some of these words. We'll see how, we'll see how far I can get. <laughs> can you do any cool accents for while you read the trailer? Oh, I'm not an accent. I, <laughs> I have no idea how to do any accent. <laughs> not even one? No, I don't. <laughs> You'd be like Southern or British, like one of the I could easy maybe ones. do Southern. I definitely can't do British. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just gonna do my best. I'm gonna focus and I'm gonna I'm gonna do okay. my best and try and read this. Alright, here it comes. <laughs> After one of the shoplifting sessions, Osama <laughs> and his son come across a little girl in the freezing cold. At first reluctant to shelter the girl, Osamu's wife <laughs> agrees to take care of her after learning of the hardship she learning of the hardship she faces. Although the family is poor, barely making enough money to survive through petty crime, they seem to live happily together until an unforeseen incident reveals hidden secrets, testing the bonds that unite them. Okay, you did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've done we it before. We got a few chuckles in. Yeah, You've yeah. done it before. <laughs> I've read before. And it shows. <laughs> <laughs> there used to All be right. somebody what? in my Twitch chat who would always tell me that I was... It would tell me I I was illiterate. Ask me if I was illiterate because I would because I'm do I'm playing a video game and I'm reading like a <laughs> chat box that's like coming up and uh-huh. people are talking to me and I'm trying to and like You're sometimes to play and read mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes I'll skip like a word or whatever as it's like scrolling through mm-hmm. and he would like be like are you illiterate and I'm like I why are you being mean wow. to me <laughs> yeah coming on your stream walking into your house. And being rude. <laughs> I'm reading. I'm reading 200 messages. I don't know what you want from me. The and chat is just flying by because you have so many followers. And <laughs> uh, who can keep? You know, it's like not even. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm playing a video game. It's in the corner <laughs> of my eye. <laughs> Sorry to bring up a sensitive issue. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it was just like a weird thing, and I was like, oh. that is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come on the stream and be weird in the chat. Yeah. Don't tell me <laughs> be I'm Be normal illiterate. or horny. The only thing that yeah. Rod's followers are allowed to be. <laughs> they can either be normal or horny, and they're mostly horny. But not both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So getting into this movie. Oh, man. We got a ways to go. Uh- <laughs> a lot happens in this thing. A lot happens, but also some of the details don't exactly matter. Um, (laughs) I mean, because it's more about the emotions and, you know, Mm -hmm. et cetera, relationships. Um, All right. So just setting it up, you kind of read this in the um, synopsis thing, but kind of opens with what you would assume are a father and son in a store doing crimes. And I think they're not even that incognito about it. In fact, I think they're kind of sus. I kind of wonder in this world, like, are there cameras? Absolutely. The little boy is so sus. (laughs) They're sus as hell. (laughs) How are they never caught? We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely sus as hell. Um, but they are doing crimes, and uh, that rocks. This is a pro crime podcast. Um, that's why I'm allowed to have Rod on. And <laughs> uh, but they're very cute um, doing their little crimes. And the movie in general, just like looking at it at the beginning, opening up, is just gorgeous. Like the whole world just looks gorgeous. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. It's looks great. It's just it's like a really well put together thing. <laughs> it's shot on 35 millimeter film. So it has that like warm depth. Although they say many times how cold it is <laughs> in their <laughs> spot of town, but beautiful to look at. Yeah. And everything's really busy. Like all the scenes are 
the scenery right. is busy. There's lots of crap to look at. A lot of crap to look at. A lot of, lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. It is definitely a very beautiful movie. It's like so every everything feels like very put together. And maybe it's just because like little small areas of Japan like that look better than places in the United <laughs> States. Yeah. It's you know, like... and that's true. I think that's really true. Now, one of my um, good friends just moved to Japan and they've been posting pictures all the time on Instagram and it is just straight up gorgeous. So, <laughs> everything is gorgeous. It's um, like there's like a little shop that has like a million little things and it looks mm-hmm. everything looks like so curated and perfect. Mm-hmm. But somehow it's like it, it has to be curated, but it's somehow like effortless too. like and yeah. there's just kind of crap everywhere. But it's still like structured in some way. I yeah. don't know. There's just something Very about interesting. it. I I think it's like a, as opposed to like a, an American like supermarket or something where everything is like so feels like very precise and everything is like mm. even like a mm-hmm. little liquor store in the United States is like kind of an ugly building. Yeah, kind of ugly ass. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> a built like you know built twenty years ago or whatever that just looks exactly like every other yeah. liquor store anywhere in the world like anywhere in the united states they all look exactly the same yeah but these all kind of have... comforting and deranged at yeah. the same time <laughs> <laughs> like even like they, they there's like a little shop that they go to that's like just like a tiny feels like it's like a door a doorway <laughs> kind yeah of shop. yeah basically mm-hmm. and it like has like a little bodega or has something. like so much stuff and it mm-hmm. just looks like very beautiful and it looks like maybe this man has worked there his entire life or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like you could just be looking through the stuff there. Yeah. And go there a hundred <laughs> times and still find new stuff that you didn't see before because there's so much stuff just yeah. crammed on top of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So when they are walking home from this store where they did crimes, they find a little girl outside in the cold and just being nice neighbors... They, they take her home and give her some food and then they go to bring her back home and hear her parents inside like screaming saying I don't want to be a mom mm-hmm. I don't want to be parents basically something like that yeah um, and sounds like they are physically fighting too like there's a lot of noise coming out sounds like some violence is going on for sure yeah sounding not very chill and so they take the girl back to their house to stay <laughs> they keep her like yeah. a stray <laughs> yeah it's just like you find a little girl outside and you feel bad for her and you go ahead you keep her yeah <laughs> I mean any one of us would do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, things look seems things seem bad over there. So maybe we'll just we'll give her a couple days over here. See. She can hang. <laughs> yeah, she's chill. <laughs> yeah. She's been really chill about it, so she's welcome <laughs> to stay here. Yeah, and they're kind of like as long as she's chill and they don't ask for ransom, then that's how they justify. Yeah. This is the not kidnapping. a kidnapping. <laughs> this isn't a kidnapping. We didn't ask no. for ransom and she's being very chill. Yeah. <laughs> That's ex- I think that's exactly what they say, but a Japanese. I believe yeah. that's the line, yeah. <laughs> so kind of at the beginning, there are a lot of similarities, I think, between this and Parasite. Yeah, I think so. I think it's kind of very similar in like the... The starting structure, at yeah. least. Like These are like clearly like poverty level, working class people. Mm-hmm. We've got multiple generations living in one building. Yes. The house is almost kind of similar. Like it's just full of like so much stuff and collectibles yeah. and knickknacks and whatever everywhere you look. And, and kind too of a, small a and everybody is like in yeah. everyone's kind of fighting for any amount of little space that can be their yeah. own. Willy Wonka style. Yeah, like I think the little boy like lives <laughs> they all in a share cupboard. One bed. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's everyone is fighting to sleep with the grandma. Yeah. And they're a crime doing family. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the family does their bit of crime. They do a little crime. <laughs> in these ways, <laughs> the setup of this movie is similar to Parasite. Yeah. Although this came out before Parasite, I believe. A year before. Oh, okay. I feel like I saw them really close together. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Would you say a year apart? <laughs> maybe. It, it doesn't seem like it was a year apart, but it... Well, maybe with like... Uh, it could have just been like... I don't like, know what the like, actual theatrical release yeah. date was. You know what? Because uh, this did Cannes in May. I do know that. So it probably... You know what? It probably did come out similar time because mm-hmm. Parasite came out around Christmas. Yeah. I mean, so if it did Cannes, then it probably didn't really come out into theaters until a good deal oh. after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those movies usually, depending on their deal, start coming out around like September mm-hmm. to December. So you know what? It might have been in theaters about the same time. Yeah. That's interesting. But I do think I saw them like basically like back to back. This was like when 2018, we were just going to movies so much. It was a different time. I don't I mean like... <laughs> 20, I was too, though. 2022 has not caught up to how many movies I used to go see. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I was blowing up that Stubbs Pass in 2018. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or when I had a movie, uh, movie pass, pass before that. Yeah. When was Movie Pass? Was that also 2018? Or was that earlier? Could have been 2018. That seems about right. I don't know. But Movie Pass didn't have a limit, right? Yeah. Movie movie Pass, you could just go <laughs> anytime you wanted, you I think. Go as many times so as like, you wanted, Once a day. <laughs> you only go see a movie one time a day, and you're like, yeah, that's it. That's right. Got it. But yeah, even with Stubbs, like Stubbs limit is like three times a week or something. I was going so often that I would hit the three times and like, then I just have to pay for tickets. Like I was going enough that I was still like going (laughs) four or five times in a week. (laughs) I would love to go that much. That's kind of fucked up, actually. (laughs) I would love to go three times a week. That would be so cool. If I could go see a new movie on Friday and then, you know, throughout the rest, because it starts on Friday, right? Depending on where you live, sometimes Thursday. Like I used to live in the Chicago area and we'd always get the new ones on Thursday. Okay. I mean, it would just be so nice to be able to use my three movies every week. Like yeah. an absolute freak, I think. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> it's like a, I found a lot of cool movies that way because I'd just be like, what is playing? This title looks cool. Never heard of it. It's free. I don't give a fuck. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, it works. Yeah. And if you ever hit an AMC classic, so my my ex's family lived like way out in the middle of nowhere and they had an AMC classic oh. out there. And at the classics, you can buy a popcorn bucket, like a big old plastic bucket that they refill for $5. Oh, holy shit. You bring it back? uh, Yeah, you bring it back. And any AMC will honor the $5 refill of this big-ass bucket of popcorn. I got to assume popcorn is basically free, right? Like that's Essentially, yeah, I think it is. I really think, like, it is basically free. Like, I think they spend, like... 20 cents yeah one of those like big things of popcorn like when you fill up the entire thing that's like 20 Mm -hmm. cents yeah yeah gotta be like that (laughs) and like if we sell it to people for ten dollars we're making a we're making a huge profit (laughs) i feel like popcorn's even more than that these days at amc at least oh yeah i mean and also they can sell it to you in such a huge fucking quantity like Mm -hmm. Same with sodas, though. The sodas, it's like... The sodas are unreal. Do you want like a human amount of soda or do you want like a... You want like a gallon. You want to drink a... (laughs) You want to drink a gallon of soda while you watch the movie. Like literally. (laughs) (laughs) 
I usually am sticking to the kids packs these days if I go to AMC unless Absolutely. I'm really hungry. The kids pack you get the is the kids pack. It's like seven bucks or something. You yeah. get a little popcorn, you get a little soda, and you get a little candy. I just need I that mean, little soda. I don't need a. I don't, it doesn't need to be big no. all the time. Oh, a normal size. Yeah, just for regular, <laughs> just a regular human amount of sugar water. <laughs> I'm not really that huge on soda anyway. I just want to taste, you know? I just want to wet my whistle. (laughs) (laughs) My girlfriend, she just, I think, she doesn't, I don't know if she likes soda, but she, like, Mm -hmm. likes to go to the the Coca-Cola freestyle machine Mm -hmm. and just press the buttons for... She just likes to push the buttons. She likes to press the buttons for, like, 10 minutes. (laughs) Just, like... No drinks involved. She'll, like, get a little bit, just a little bit of this one, and then she'll go back and, like... Get another one, and until the cup oh, she's is she's doing full. suicide. Yeah, she's doing a suicide, but it's like <laughs> in her in her head, it's like very calculated what she's doing. Oh, okay, she's got a recipe. Yeah, like when people take do like the the TikTok Starbucks orders or whatever, but she's just doing it for the, the freestyle Coca Cola yeah, yeah, machine. For the freestyle Coca Cola machine. <laughs> I'll have a shot of this. No sugar of that. Three of these yeah, syrups, etc. Like, okay, and it's. <laughs> Okay, these are these ones are just juices, so a little bit of each of the juices. <laughs> are there juices on this? Yeah, they have like some juices on there, and the then <laughs> they also have like um, like sparkling water. She's like, okay, okay. which sparkling? Wa- I I don't know what brand it is, but like uh-huh. get some of the sparkling water, and then maybe a splash of like soda or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tasted the concoction? No, I don't. I don't need that. I just want. <laughs> You're not even curious what it tastes no, like. No, I just want. I just want Coca Cola. Um, what is it? Is it orange vanilla? Is that the one? That's, is that what you get? I like think a that's the one I get. Yeah, yeah. Creamsicle mm-hmm. Coca Cola. It's perfect. That's. <laughs> I don't think I've had that. There was like a time when you could buy it bottled. Oh yeah. And I, I always like. Damn, this is actually really good. <laughs> I'm really into cherry Coke. I think. Oh, okay, cherry Coke is good. I didn't drink soda. For like, uh, since I was like in middle school until like four years ago. And I'm 33. So (laughs) I didn't drink soda at all for a really long time. And then I started drinking it when I started going to the movies all the time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I was usually going, uh, when I started going to the movies all the time, I was going with my ex. And they would never let me get a cherry Coke. (laughs) So we always had to get the soda that they liked, which is Mr. Pibb. (laughs) So, and I would only... (laughs) They're rude. Okay, it's all right. We're broke up now. Okay. Um, all right. I, I could have a cherry Coke on my birthday. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. So, so um, you know, I have like a special treat uh, aspect aligned with cherry Coke in my brain now. Because mm-hmm. when I started drinking soda, it was like I'm only allowed to have it when it's like my special day. It's got to be your special day. <laughs> it's got to be my special day. So um, not only is it a tasty soda. But then I have like that special treat, like psychosis around. It's like it. eating a birthday cake. You're just like this is like a demented fact to share. <laughs> Maybe go ahead and Thanks. edit this out. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Now I'll leave it in. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're in a relationship and you go, everything's normal until you get out of it and you go, it's so weird. Wait, hold on a sec. <laughs> Yo, why was I just chill with that being the rule? Well, at some <laughs> Never point, got my own soda. <laughs> at some point, you get the rules and you're like, these are the rules and I don't want to fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? Facts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, moving on. Um, <laughs> okay. So their house. 
Yeah, so they live in like basically a two room house, not like a two bedroom house. Like there are two rooms in the whole house. Yeah, right? I think so. It's it's kind of hard to get like the exact how the things exact are layout. laid out because it's there might be like a tiny kitchen that's like sunken. Yeah. Because there's one scene where we see like some kind of auditor or something come over and Mm -hmm. it looks like they're in like a tiny sunken kitchen at that point. I almost want to call it like a shack, but it's really not. Like it is a a house and it's in between like apartment buildings. Yeah. yeah, that's has like door, like sliding glass doors or something that open. I think that's part of why the auditor is there, right? He wants to try and buy the property to probably build more apartment buildings. Mm hmm. You know what? You're right. Yeah. yeah. I forgot why he was there, but that is it. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of just like a weird... It's probably such like an old house. Yeah. It's like designed for in a, in a way that we would never think of living now. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. So I'm like, some people live in different ways. And is that just like more of... Oh, maybe. Do, do Japanese people live differently <laughs> yeah no that's that's a good point you know i don't know it could be a cultural thing yeah it might be really cozy for them because it's like grandma's house too yeah it does look cozy it's it's tiny cozy, but it looks yeah. cozy in there we all make concessions yeah. you know <laughs> all right so let's talk about the family the i guess quote unquote family mm-hmm. because as we find out as we go on none of them are actually related but we don't mm-hmm. find that out for a while i think we just kind of assume based on their how the they, way they treat interact, each other yeah. And there are like times where they're they say, "Oh, she's she's my sister" or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're they're kind of um, queering the narrative of family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So for all intents and purposes, we have a mommy, a daddy, mommy's little sister, mm-hmm. aka an aunt, and then the children. You know, quote unquote, brother and sister. Although we just have uh, described the abduction of the sister. Yeah, <laughs> and then the grandma. We got this whole, all these people living in this two little rooms. All of the actors, incredible. I love the casting on this film. Uh-huh. The mother, the person who plays the mother, I think is my fave. She was so cool. <laughs> she was very She's cool. She's so cool. Uh, both, Do you have a fave? <laughs> I mean, to both the little kids, anytime I see a little kid and it feels like they are acting, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the, I think the little boy especially, I was like, wow, he's, he's like really yeah. good. I don't know. Because I feel like most little kids, it's like hard for them to even pay attention or not get bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they're yeah. doing something. And it's like, mm-hmm. I guess that happens even like in American movies. It's just like when a little kid is able to act, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, al- it's almost like fascinating. And they're basically a movie star, like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> did you see Come On, Come On? I did not see it. I've heard mm-hmm. good things and I've heard bad That's a things. Great movie. <laughs> bad things i've heard i've heard maybe i've heard so, somebody told me they didn't like it i don't remember who i actually i sometimes i do and this is i sometimes i do deliver groceries to mike mills really <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow what's he get <laughs> he gets a lot of water <laughs> yeah <laughs> big hydrated boy yeah, yeah he likes to stay hydrated over there hell yeah respect <laughs> I can't stop drinking water. I'm thirsty as fuck, to be yeah. honest. You're basically Mike Mills now. <laughs> basically twins with Mike Mills. <laughs> wow, we both love drinking water. <laughs> That's actually really cute. Yeah. <laughs> I just brought that up because that was like the kid in that movie is one example of like a fucking amazing child actor that mm-hmm. is like so unreal that you go, what? What has happened to this child to bring him to this level? Because it's like insane. He's so good. Anyway, that was 
That was why I brought that up. But I mean, I think, uh, but but really, all the performances are, are really great. I'll I'll probably I might too check it out. We'll see. You won't watch it. We'll see. <laughs> if it's if I somehow am around people who want to watch it, I if I'm with like another person, I can watch a movie and not look at my phone. But as soon as I'm by myself, I'm just looking at my phone. They say yeah. something in the movie, and I'm like, oh, I should look something up. I should Google something. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, it can be disastrous. When, I, when I'm when i watching movies for the pod, sometimes I struggle because I'm also taking notes in my phone. Uh-huh. So then I do a little notes and I go, oh, I got a notification from something. Oh, what's going on on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, we have to do some rewinding. But <laughs> it's detrimental because I have to ha- be on my phone taking mm-hmm. notes. So what do you do? That is true. <laughs> it's the only way you could take notes is on the phone. It's the only way. Well, because then I copy paste them into another thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have time to be, you know, transcribing in a handwritten. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, do people still write by hand? <laughs> I feel like I would get a hand cramp or something just from being out of practice. Uh-huh. I, I've always been bad at it, and I'm glad that has basically disappeared from my life. When I try and write by hand now, it is sloppy as fuck. Because I'm never doing Sometimes it. I have to think of what letters look like. I like, Or I like get ahead of myself. I just, I just want it to be done as quick as possible. Yeah. Yeah, writing by hand is kind of twisted. It's embarrassing um, now. It's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I'm embarrassed by it. Yeah, and I wouldn't do that. So, uh, got to be on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the characters. <laughs> Just a little bit of character from each of them. The mommy is like a laundry lady, but all the other laundry ladies are sus of her. Is she doing crimes? What does she do? Oh, in the la- when she's doing the laundry, she steals things out of the pockets. Is that illegal? I don't know. Who can say? <laughs> she didn't ask for ransom for the pocket change. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, she didn't. I think she like stole a watch or something. It's not stealing. <laughs> but she showed, She did show her friend that she was doing it. Mm-hmm. She has her one friend. And they have worker solidarity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So if you're going to be doing work crimes, you got to have co-workers who are going to support your effort to do work crimes and steal from the workplace. I also think it's fine. If someone left yeah. something in their in their clothes that they brought to be washed, that's yours. Yeah. Unless it's maybe their wallet. <laughs> that's their problem. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? It could have been lost in the dryer. Like, we're losing socks all the time. Like, yeah. what's the difference? You, you know? lost it at home when you brought it here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually not a crime at all. Yeah. And she's innocent. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually fine with it. Mommy innocent. <laughs> yeah. Not a big deal. The daddy, uh, I forget what he did, but he got laid off anyway pretty early in the movie due to breaking his ankle. I thought that maybe he didn't actually break his ankle. He just put a big show of it. And he was trying to get on unemployment as quickly Mm. as he possibly could. You know what? That would make a lot of sense because he doesn't really like hobble the rest of the movie or anything. Never occurred to me (laughs) to like keep track of what was going on with the ankle. I think it was just a scheme. I think that's all Mm. part of a big scheme to get on unemployment. See, like, you're watching this a little better than me <laughs> already. <laughs> well, there's, like, one scene where he, like, inflates a a plastic bag and he's, like, hitting it like a soccer ball where he's just, like, walking normally. <laughs> and you're, like, yeah. I'm, I'm basically positive that they were just trying to get on unemployment. and Or, like, disability or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would make sense, I guess. As far as their scamming goes. Yeah. Then we have 
mommy's little sister doing sex work at a fetish club, uh, honking off and dancing in front of a mirror for, <laughs> for fellas. <laughs> yeah, no fingers under the panties, only over the panties. They say that, but like, isn't there glass between them? Yeah, there is. I, I don't know what that was. <laughs> no, I think it's their they fingers. Their, their own, own fingers? fingers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it could be very sexual, but it can't get that sexual. You can't do... You can't We're not do that this. type of joint. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we just want you to put on your little schoolgirl outfit and your little slinky panties and, and do stuff over them. Show your butt and cleavage. It's like a strange. <laughs> What's the line here? Soft core only, I yeah, guess. Yeah, just the softest core. And then we've got grandma, who I love grandma. She'd be slurping on food. <laughs> she loves to slurp. She loves to have like an old wives remedy for everything. Yeah. Like, she like makes the little girl lick some salt to cure her. To not wet the bed, bed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has like all these little like home remedies or uh-huh. whatever for stuff. She is basically the main breadwinner of the house just from her pension. Yeah, she gets her her ex-husband's pension, right? Is that what it is? I think it was unclear because I thought she had a pension, but then I like read stuff that was like, Maybe she doesn't have a pension and she's just getting that money from her ex-husband on the sly when she goes to visit the family. Oh, I was thinking that she, like, maybe they, like, did never got divorced and she still gets the pension from her mm. ex-husband because she maybe would be, so. like, a she would have been, like, a dependent. I don't know mm-hmm. what exactly, like, culturally it would have been if, like, you were on Social Security now. Do women now. have jobs yeah. with... With pensions. You're saying women can't have jobs with pensions. No, I just don't know what it's like in Japan. Or like, because <laughs> like, if you were drawing social security. Women be, in the workforce? No, thank you. <laughs> I, I'm talking specifically older. <laughs> the older ladies. I don't know what the culture is for work bed. Older ladies, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, had, you know, in the 50s or whatever, the 50s and 60s. DM me, do you have a pension? Yes or no? <laughs> when uh when women women wouldn't work in america they'd just get their husband's (laughs) pensions when they died otherwise they'd have absolutely Mm. no money yeah so i don't know make money Mm -hmm. well (laughs) (laughs) famously (laughs) but she only makes they say she makes sixty thousand yen a month which i looked up is 450 dollars so i don't know like what things cost over there do they cost the same amount of money as here even though it's like a different kind of money i've but four hundred fifty dollars not a lot there's a time when i lo- i was really into the idea of finding a tiny apartment yeah which they don't really have in la but mm-hmm. in japan they have tiny apartments and they're like six hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. in like tokyo or whatever yeah and that's for like just like a room with a, a little shower yeah just like a tiny um like the little pod houses they're not like pod houses it's just like maybe like like 250 square feet or something just like a little Mm. tiny room it probably has like a window and maybe like a loft area Mm -hmm. but it's it's 600 real tiny if i could look that live in that in la i probably would yeah if i could find a place i always get like on my youtube suggested um like the tiniest apartments available in japan that are like you can't even turn around in a circle (laughs) because there's like like literally just no floor space like the floor is literally big enough for just your two feet to fit in and then everything else is covered with either a bed or Uh something else literally the world's tiniest apartments i always get that shit on my youtube i don't know i don't know what happened but i I love that shit it's interesting but i don't know how people like psychologically live in these spaces i lived in a tiny home for a little bit oh okay in illinois how big was that 
I don't know like exactly the square footage, I guess, but my bedroom was like eight feet by eight feet. So like basically my bed touched three walls <laughs> um, and the bathroom the shower was the smallest stall you could possibly find um, there was no floor space no counter space you couldn't have the door open and be on the toilet at the same time um, and even like the kitchen had like a mini stove and a mini refrigerator so like they weren't full-size appliances there wasn't even enough room for a couch like the living room wasn't even big enough to literally put a couch in (laughs) i had a love seat and that was that took up the whole wall of the living room (laughs) so (laughs) just my love seat and uh one of those little six cube things um with a tv on it and that was all i could fit in my living room and only one closet in the house and that was in the living room so i couldn't have a dresser or anything like there just was no room for like and did you did you hate it or did you like it (laughs) Uh, It was fine for a while, but you do kind of lose your mind being in a space that like you have to kind of scoot sideways through. Uh (laughs) Like there was no space where I could just like walk in a straight line. You're just like scooting sideways around the house at all times. (laughs) Yeah, that does. Was it like it was it near? Was it in a city or was it like it was like outside in like the suburbs or something? Well, it was in the suburbs of Chicago, but it was in a city. Mm hmm. So, and it was like close to downtown of that city. Oh, okay. Like downtown is basically like across the Because I figure it, if I could, if you could do it and you could like be somewhere where you could mostly just be out of your apartment all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like I would just be like, you know, in a coffee shop or whatever or doing other things, not yeah. try and not be there the entire time. <laughs> and just if, go yeah. there to sleep. <laughs> Being in the house wasn't like that enjoyable, which is, you know, part of why I was at the movies all the time. (laughs) Uh Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, But also when you're at the house, you could hear everything the neighbors were doing. Oh. There was just a lot of like neighbor interactions happening too. Anyway, wouldn't recommend it, tiny homes. Okay. (laughs) How did we get here? We're an hour in. Oh, sorry. not even started. No, it's okay. Uh, Sorry for you. I'm messing up. I'm messing up. (laughs) you're not messing up i just don't want you to get tired of being on my podcast when we're here for three hours (laughs) i don't care personally but uh i try to be respectful (laughs) Uh, it doesn't always work out but i do try (laughs) okay uh so we talked about grandma she's on pension famously and she's kind of the glue of the family the actor who plays the grandma kieran kiki sadly passed away three months after this movie premiered so r.i.p grandma so at the beginning, we don't know that they're not all related. We assume that they are because they seem like they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and they refer to each other with familial names. But I think one of the first inklings we get that they're not all related is when the son, he has like a moment where he gets frustrated, doesn't want to call this girl that they kidnapped his sister. And so he kind of runs off and the dad goes to find him and tries to get the son character to call him dad which he won't yeah so then you go is he also a stolen child yeah this is interesting what's like, happening what's going this, that's that's kind of weird okay or is this a stepdad situation yeah that's my second thought you know oh yeah. you get a stepdad who's like obsessed with call just go ahead call me dad call me daddy come on <laughs> just call me dad you know one so time could have <laughs> try it out could have gone either way but um you know it ends up that they're not yeah <laughs> they're not related and kind of the more that we learn about 
the family and the characters, we kind of learn that they all come from some type of struggle, some Mm -hmm. type of struggle situation, some kind of lost background. Yeah. I saw one review that explained it like they've all been abandoned by whatever type of situation they were in, uh, whether it was family or jobs or whatever it was Mm -hmm. that they've been abandoned by kind of society and pushed to the margins. Yeah. So it's an interesting way to think about it. And while, you know, (laughs) this theoretically is kind of like a kidnapping movie, it's not really... It's not disturbing. It's not played in a disturbing way. I think that we are also, as viewers, kind of like, she probably is better off with them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're they're being like pretty, pretty nice. So this does. And it's like, there's like the the details of it of like the parents never filing like a a report with the police about their missing daughter. Right. Mm -hmm. Or maybe like they had the child for two months or something. They had Mm -hmm. her for two months. And then they thought that her parents murdered her. Yeah. So they had her for two months and then see her on the news. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the news or cops or whatever assume that her birth parents have murdered her. Murdered yeah. her and hid the body somewhere. Yeah. Because they were being sus about it and they never reported her missing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very strange to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they didn't want to be parents as we knew. Yeah. And yeah, like knowing that that is her... F- her familial situation and then seeing her in this environment where she's experiencing tenderness and love Mm -hmm. and being really appreciated and also kind of while we're learning about the other characters she's seeing people that are like her she's seeing people who have been hurt that are normal and loving you know that is just kind of powerful Mm mm-hmm and nice. It is very nice. It, it does seem very <laughs> sweet. It's sweet. As far it's as kidnapping sweet that she's goes. Been kidnapped. Yeah, as yeah. far as kidnapping goes, it's very sweet. <laughs> but after they see her on the news, they have to change her name and cut mm-hmm. her hair and give her a new identity, basically. Yeah. I think that is one of the first of many really definable moments in this film where a character is faced with like a moral qualm. Mm -hmm. Um, So she has to decide like, is it better to lie about who I am, change my name, be an entirely different person and get to stay living with these nice, gorgeous people? (laughs) Or do I be myself and uh, tell the truth and reveal my true identity and cause a whole commotion and I don't get to live here anymore? Well, and everybody is going through the same thing, all the the adults anyway. Yeah. They're like, should we just bring her back and let let everybody know that she's fine? Don't yeah. don't throw these people in jail, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe do throw them in jail because they're still bad. <laughs> I don't think they, they end up in jail, but they should. Yeah. Because they are baddies. I mean, they're not, maybe just take, may, I don't know, maybe not take away the daughter either. It's just a little bit of jail. I mean, the whole thing is very complicated because it is. It is. It's a whole bad situation for this little girl. But mm-hmm. the situation she's going into that's slightly better is still bad. Yeah. But the little boy is like, you know, a person that doesn't exist really because he's. He doesn't mm-hmm. go to school. Nobody knows where grid. he is. Mm-hmm. He just has nothing, to, like no way to identify him in any possible way. It seems like he has been with his family for a long time, yeah. too. Yeah. And he's, how old would we say his character is? Is 10? he maybe 10? Yeah. 10 would be like 10-ish, would be my guess. Yeah. And he has no recollection of his birth family. So you have to think he was maybe taken around two th- or three or something, like before right. you're making memories. Yes, I mean, because they found him like, I I guess 
Are we skipping too Spoiling. much? Yeah. <laughs> well, we can say. That's okay. That it's implied that he was found in a car, that he was yeah. taken from a car. But we don't have a lot of details for a while yeah. on that. But that's all we know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he's been with the family for a while, but has, yeah, basically no identity. <laughs> yeah. It's weird to think about, but that is like a big, mm-hmm. that's part of it, is that he just kind of, you know... He was kidnapped as a child and has no papers about who he is or any Mm -hmm. even idea like where he could possibly be from. Yeah, but he's taken care of in this family. Yeah. Uh, He has a good time romping around and shoplifting. I do think (laughs) I do. I do believe that children should probably go to school at least a little bit. (laughs) At least a little bit. Yeah. I I think maybe maybe shoplifting isn't the best um, (laughs) family hobby, I, I guess. That's like that. I don't best know. It could be learn. cool to steal with your parents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could be kind of sick. <laughs> that is true. You've never done any crimes with your parents? Um, I, maybe I have. <laughs> Name one crime you've done with your parents. <laughs> I mean, maybe my parents were doing a crime and I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about it. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> you know? My dad's a famous criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I caught my dad printing money when I was a kid, and I don't know what he did with it. (laughs) What? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's actually true. And, you know, like, kids say the darndest things famously. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, if if a kid sees something, they don't know, and they just go around and say it to everybody. Uh Um, and (laughs) And I remember bringing it up one time when a lot of people were around. That I saw him printing money. <laughs> he just was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and you've never talked to him about it? Just you and him? <laughs> no. Well, he famously went to prison when I was 15. I've never talked to him again. So okay. that's right. <laughs> so we didn't really have like a lot of time for like these hard darts uh-huh. about his crimes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. But <laughs> I do think he got off scot-free for that one because uh, there was no evidence. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, some others were on the books. Um, anyway, <laughs> so the child, the child's moral qualms when she's having to decide between becoming a whole new person or staying, staying true to herself. We see a lot of these kind of like issues come up throughout the film even like the one sister who's a sex worker i think doesn't like love what she's doing she seems like uncomfortable about it but she has to make money Mm -hmm. but i think they're kind of more impactful the ones that hit the kids you know so when we see the girl like struggling to create a new name for herself i think that's a little more intense than anything we see happen with the drones oh yeah i mean it's also you you know when the adults make the decision it's like they're making an adult decision this is a child Mm -hmm. this is not something that they that a child should be doing yeah somebody should be protecting the child Mm -hmm. from having to make a decision like this right and it's not like not going to be her kidnappers yeah and like her (laughs) kidnappers are like i mean they also are like should we just give her back like Mm -hmm. you know maybe we'll just they love her yeah and they do care about her and it is kind of like they like their weird little family yeah we don't want to end our weird little family yeah (laughs) we're just getting settled in yeah we're just really starting to enjoy it it's like you pick up a stray cat and you fall in love with the cat do you give it back when you've (laughs) if you find out that it's actually someone else's yeah you probably should but will you (laughs) you know what (laughs) now that i say that I had a cat once that was my neighbor's cat, and he started running into my house when I got home. <laughs> if I opened the door, he would just bolt into my house. Uh-huh. And I knew that 
that next door neighbor had like two really mean, nasty dogs that they left chained up all the time and would like bark and be ferocious towards everybody who walked past them. Right. And I imagine this cat didn't love living there, which is probably why he started running into my house. Uh And I did for a while, like I would open back up the door and I'd be like, do you want to go back, you know, outside? Do what you want. Yeah, it's, it's up to you. I have no part in this. You choose where you live, etc. cetera. And, um, you know, he did stop going out of the house. He just wanted to stay. <laughs> it's like, I like and it I, here, actually. This is fine. <laughs> and I kept him. And we were in love. That was my favorite cat. <laughs> wow. Stole your neighbor's cat. I have him cat. tattooed on me now. <laughs> That's cute. I did it. I, I stole my neighbor's cat. So you really relate to the movie. <laughs> I didn't really think about that until I just made that cat analogy. (laughs) But yeah, I guess I relate um, because I had a moral qualm. um, (laughs) Do I give the cat back to my neighbor who I know has a shitty dog and they probably treat this cat like shit? Um, Or do I keep this cat because it's the sweetest cat I've ever met and we're soulmates and he loves me too? (laughs) Um, And he wants to be here and I'm not asking for ransom. (laughs) I'm not asking for ransom and... He he seems like he wants to be here. Yeah, I I so leave the door open. He doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to leave. I'll tell you that cat did hate dogs. Absolutely. Oh really? <laughs> well, I tried to watch my mom's dog once when she went on vacation, and uh, that dog has no idea that cats are like even alive. Like cats like do not register to it at all. Uh-huh. Would just walk through the room like looking around. Doesn't doesn't give a hoot about a cat. Yeah. And that cat just ran up to that dog and just like launched and uh, grabbed his ass and just started <laughs> biting all over him. Uh, he hated dogs. Uh-huh. Um, well, a dog did nothing to him. A dogs that are just chained up outside are probably, I mean, also kind of a sad thing. I don't, I don't like to see that. It's been no. a while since I've even, like, it'd be insane to me if I saw somebody who had a dog just chained up outside now. Yeah. But as a kid, I would see it all the time. And right. they would just like dogs that would just bark at you. Yeah. <laughs> the sort of, the conversation around leaving dogs chained up outside has kind of changed. Yeah. Right? Socially. Oh, absolutely. I don't, I couldn't even imagine. Mm-hmm. And now people, uh, I mean, people just expect that their dogs can just go with them everywhere. I yeah. think we've like, sw- <laughs> we've gone to a different extreme. Like dogs yeah. being chained up outside to like, now dogs. Dogs being too inside? <laughs> dogs are like, you put your dog like in a stroller and you push it around inside a grocery store. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, I mean, maybe that's too far. Outside. Maybe like yeah. just, you could tie up the dog for, 15 minutes or whatever but uh-huh. you can't leave them in a car anymore either maybe People leave the dog at windows leave the dog at home mm-hmm. <laughs> dog doesn't need to go everywhere yeah true <laughs> get the boy a crate yeah if he's a troublesome okay where are we here the grandma going to the house of her ex-husband oh her her ex-husband's kids that aren't related to her yeah it's like uh, my understanding is her husband left her for another woman maybe yes and had other children (laughs) so a whole second family and then died (laughs) and so she goes there to like sit at a uh what are those like a shrine yeah to quote unquote mourn we Mm -hmm. later find out she's there for nefarious purposes but (laughs) but she's like because she's like a little old lady you know, she looks all pitiful and she's like, oh, I just want to say goodbye to my husband or mm-hmm. whatever. And they let her chill out and then they give her a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. And they do that to her every time she does it, which is maybe 
I don't know if it's like a yearly thing or if it's a thing she does every month. Yeah, they don't say with what frequency, but they do the wife of the guy who is the kid of the husband. Wow. The wife of the guy who is the kid of the husband. <laughs> it, this makes sense. <laughs> she does be saying like, oh, every time she comes here, you're going to do that. So like there, they, there is an implication that she comes with some sort of regularity, yeah. but they don't say like... You know, she's here every day or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that's also when we find out that the girl, mm-hmm. the girl who is the aunt, yeah, is <laughs> is their daughter. The fam, the family that isn't hers, their daughter. <laughs> Did you pick up that that was her? Because I didn't actually connect that. I think they say until the end of the movie. I think they they say her name, and I was like, is that was that her name, or is that just like a weird coincidence that it's the same name? Mm. And they like maybe they show a picture, and it's like I don't know. They I don't did know. show a picture, but I'm like, well, that could be anyone. <laughs> <laughs> was because what happens is they do mention that they have an older daughter, and they say that she is like studying abroad. Yeah, in America, maybe is that where they said uh, Australia? Remember. Australia. Yeah. Um, she's studying abroad in Australia. And she stopped coming home for her holidays. She's just having such a great time studying abroad. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what they say. And then what Rod figured out, and I did not connect, <laughs> was that that's actually the aunt the whole time. And she's around the corner living with this grandma yeah. who's doing schemes. Who's scheming? Who's scheming? Yeah. Doing cons. A con ma. I don't know. Does that, <laughs> is, that, is that anything? Yeah, con ma. <laughs> That's got a nice ring to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't connect that until the end of the movie, though. Uh huh. So I maybe I'm stupid. Well, I don't know because I mean we could maybe talk about this later. But at the end of the movie, I get kind. Of, it's like kind of confusing to me when they're talking about her. Yeah. I I wish I could remember her name, but the the aunt. They're talking about the I'm aunt. I'm so bad with names. Actually, I have it in my notes somewhere. Let's see. What was it? Aki. Aki. Yeah. When they're talking about but that's Aki, a fake name. She had another name first. Oh. Right. They talk about how she had to change her name too. That's yeah. how she relates to like the little girl is because she also had to change her name and she has burns on her arm. Yeah. So like the little girl. When they're t- when the later when the police are talking to her, mm-hmm. they say that oh you, your family knew you were living with your grandma. That's like implied when she's talk. The police are telling mm-hmm. her, mm-hmm. and that the family was giving the grandma money for her to live with live with her. I didn't know if that was just like cop trickery though. Yeah. Because they were trying to make it seem like the grandma was bad. So can you just turn on your family because they actually were all scheming against you? Yeah. Because that's kind of the whole thing. This is like getting ahead a little. But once the cops come in is that they're trying to turn all of the family members against each other Mm -hmm. so that someone will confess to the crimes that have occurred. (laughs) And they won't just like stick up for each other. Yeah. So I don't know who can say. I think I feel like that was cop trickery. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know. The grandma, the grandma was nice to other schemers, I believe. Grandma's cool. She's cool as hell. <laughs> <laughs> She's a sneak trickster, and she comes in looking sweet, but then she does a little trick. <laughs> uh, she does a little sneak. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Then we change seasons. At the beginning of the movie, they're talking about how cold it is all the time. Suddenly, they're talking about how hot it is all the time, mm-hmm. and they do look sweaty. They seem hot. I think this movie is cool because they don't ever like explain too much. They're never saying like, 
out loud a lot of what's happening. You're just kind of picking it up. That's one cool way to like kind of show the passing of time without having to say anything about it is like, well, it was cold. Now it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> and we've all been there. We all know how that works, too. Yeah. So it's know? like been a few months. <laughs> We're not going, well, it was June. Looks like it just turned July. <laughs> <laughs> They're not like showing the big calendar flipping through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, OK. Now it's just... <laughs> now it's Christmas. Now, now it's... it's August. OK, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we... It's very subtle, quick, in and out. We yeah. have enough understanding understanding of how the weather works to know how when it is in the seasons yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then in that way you're also picking up that like a significant amount of time has passed yeah like it don't change from cold to hot in like one second so um months have gone by maybe a year who can say and there's just like a lot of wholesome scenes of them doing family stuff together, being loving and caring to each other, just like having really sweet relationships. A little bit more shoplifting. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a cute scene of the brother and sister characters collecting cicadas and sticking them to the boy's shirt. Uh-huh. This is very um, cute. That was cute. Do you get cicadas over there? No. Have you ever seen a cicada? Because you don't even travel. <laughs> no, I don't think I ever have, no. <gasps> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like stepping over cicadas here. <laughs> oh, they're, pretty, they're nasty? Are they loud too? They're loud, but I kind of like the noise. Oh, I think okay. it's like comforting or something. I'll be listening to cicada tracks to go to sleep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I actually really like the sound. I don't, I've never been in one of those places like I've seen online where they like absolutely cover all the trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't live that far south, but um, so maybe that might be insane. <laughs> that might be too much cicada. Yeah. Um, but like a normal amount of cicadas I enjoy. <laughs> my grandpa was from mississippi and he would collect those dead ass cicada shells oh really for what he had trunkfuls of them just for fun trunkfuls just for fun he liked them i don't know do you like crunch they're them weird. or something you crunch them in your hands <laughs> is, is that maybe fun the thing is like they're big bugs uh-huh like they're they're large they're like the size of your nose i mean he <laughs> a normal sized nose pretty... but that's big for a bug yeah, it's a pretty big. <laughs> you can go bug that size. I don't want to see that. No. So they're big. They're kind of stupid too. Like they just kind of knock around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they like latch onto trees and then they crawl out of their skin and leave their skin hanging on the tree. So um, it's like hard. Oh, it's crispy. Okay. But it stays in like a full form of the bug. So it kind of just looks like a brown cicada or mm-hmm. whatever. And you can just pick them up and they stay in like bug form. <laughs> but no, nobody's inside anymore. <laughs> no one lives here. Like anymore. molting. Yeah, no one lives here anymore. Um, and they'll just be hanging on stuff. Nasty. I guess I would. I'm, I'm being honest thinking about it. I would like to crunch it. Just <laughs> give it like a squeeze in my hand. Just, yeah. you know, see what that feels oh, like. No. That might be scary. Might be kind of gross, but. Have you ever had like the kind of grasshoppers that you eat? Like, aren't those crispy shells too? I think I have. Yeah. I don't remember have where. Have you eaten one? Yeah, I think I've Ate- eaten them. Eaten? Eaten. I said Aiden. I have Aiden <laughs> one, yeah. <laughs> I want to say maybe like in like with like chocolate, like covered in chocolate or something. Mm, mm-hmm. And they're just like a crunchy little thing. It's like nothing. <laughs> just tastes like if chocolate. If it's covered crunchy. in chocolate, it seems like it would be like a crunch bar. Like it's like wafer sort yeah, of yeah. thing inside or like a, a crisp rice inside. You, you ever been to like a like a novelty shop where they have like a worm and a lollipop or whatever? No. You've never seen that? Oh. I don't think so. <laughs> I've seen the worm in like tequilas. Where it's, yeah. It's not in a sucker. Not in a lollipop. Interesting. Yeah. 
I was just in a place where they had all kinds of different bugs in the lollipops. Oh, yeah? Little scorpion in the lollipop. And how many of them did you eat? Uh, none. <laughs> none. I, I don't Why need not? that. I don't need that crap. That looks not good to me. <laughs> you want to be crunching on bugs. Yeah. That's a good point. I should be. I just, I will just want to crunch it in my hand. Mm. I want to feel this cicada just crunch in my hand. Ugh, the, thinking about like <laughs> sucking on a lollipop with a creature in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then at some point you're just like sucking on a <laughs> scorpion. Yeah, you're, you're going to bite into it, I guess. <laughs> like a Tootsie Pop? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That is just feels so unpleasant to me <laughs> there's a difference between like just honking on a crispy grasshopper which is also still kind of gross but i can deal with it yeah than like sucking on a dead scorpion <laughs> sucking on like a a tree to get to a dead scorpion that you're like gonna throw it away for sure yeah <laughs> i think it's just like a thing that you can look at it's not really you can Nobody eat it, them? but I think it's just like you buy it and you're like, hey, look at this. Do you get fucked up when you eat them? No. <laughs> no, it just is candy. Getting twisted on scorpions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me pop a few scorpies before. <laughs> it's like one of those like big um, jawbreakers, like one of the big ones that you like mm-hmm. have to like just continuously lick. <laughs> like the ones yeah. that are like fist size. Like who wants that? <laughs> who like wants that gross thing? Not after I've seen that movie. For sure. You seen that movie? Man, they open the trunk and there's a girl inside and she's got a big old ball in her neck where the jawbreaker went in. Ugh. And she choked to death and died. Damn. After I seen that, I'll tell you, I don't think I ever had a jawbreaker again. <laughs> <laughs> As a kid, I always wanted those stupid things. Yeah, I did until I saw that movie. Mm. But would that come out like 1998 or something? Yeah. At some point, I think the idea of like having a big thing that I have to lick forever and I have to like... <laughs> Put it down Rot. somewhere. You have to like, you have to put it down on a thing because you can't, you cannot eat it in one go. And then where are you putting it? You're, what are you going to put it on a napkin? Okay, then it has napkin piece stuck to it later. And it has like you got to wet the napkin saliva, too. and now it's going to get like dust on it or whatever. It's like, and if you drop it, like just the nastiest, like it's over. Yeah, this yeah. thing's trash. Who wants this? <laughs> As kids, we were maybe a little less discerning with the uh, <laughs> the dust <laughs> happening on our loose candy. <laughs> like, if you think about like candy necklaces and stuff, like, okay, we're wearing candy necklaces outside in the summer, like sweating everywhere, oh, and yeah. then just like also eating it, <laughs> getting sticky and like <laughs> nasty, nasty. That's nasty behavior. Yeah. Do kids still do candy necklaces? I don't know. Or is that? <laughs> they probably do. It just feels like that would be outdated technology at this point. I think that there's probably people who still give them out for like Halloween or whatever. Mm, maybe so. And you get real excited. I would get real excited about it. Yeah, currently. Well, when I was when I was a when I was a boy, <laughs> when I was a young boy, I'd get real excited. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! I was stoked for a candy <laughs> necklace. <laughs> I was also stoked to like put my mouth all over a Pez dispenser. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows where those things have been? Get like three or four ring pops or whatever. <laughs> I never considered how many candies that we would just get wet and let live in the <laughs> world around us. Yeah. And come back to later. <laughs> I'm going to come back to this. That's <laughs> <laughs> like kind of fucked up. I'll get back to this candy. But you know what? Like our immune systems are properly seasoned. Yeah. And like kids these days, 
Is that true for them? I don't know. They're wearing masks. They're <laughs> they're not eating ground candy anymore. <laughs> they're betas. <laughs> Kids don't eat ground candy like they used to. No. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Bill Maurer has like something to say on that or something. Probably so. <laughs> So the beach in this film, they go to the damn beach. <laughs> Honestly, the beach scene, oh, it's just too, it's too sweet. It's, it's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the most wholesome shit ever. Yeah. And they're just having like a great time goofing around on the beach, splashing around in the water. Mm-hmm. Doing um, that thing where like, boobies. yeah, staring at boobies. <laughs> Doing the thing where like little kid touches the ocean with their feet and then gets scared Mm. immediately yes yes very cute very cute it's Mm -hmm. just all like so sweet just them having this beautiful family moment together Ooh, that's good stuff and then (laughs) immediately (laughs) yeah (laughs) then in the morning grandma passes away yeah They do say, though, also, while they're on the beach, um, this is just kind of important thematically to the movie, is they talk about choosing your own family. Yeah. And how choosing your own family can be kind of sicker than having your birth fam around. <laughs> I think that's the line. <laughs> yeah. It's sick as hell. <laughs> and they one line that they said that they actually said, but not a trick, was sometimes it's better to choose your own family if only not to have expectations. And I thought that was kind of an interesting way to look at it. Mm -hmm. Kind of the whole movie is about having chosen family. So just that was like an important um, note on that theme of the film. Yeah. Okay, so grandma does die overnight and she's she's passed away when they wake up in the morning after the beach. But at least they got to have one nice day together. (laughs) Uh, one one last nice day. Yeah. And the way the movie goes, you don't know if that's really just the last day or that's the last day before you pick up the story again. You're right. Because we don't really have a clear understanding of time other than, like we said, the season's passing. Yeah. Because no one has a job and no one goes to school. <laughs> we don't know how many days are passing. Who yeah. can say? And they probably don't either. They just wake up and they do they yeah. do their thing. They get what they They're need. They're chillin'. And they make the decision to bury the grandma under the house. Yes. Well, I think what it is, is they're like, we could probably still collect that pension. Oh, they gotta. They, <laughs> they actually gotta collect the pension because nobody has a job. And like, what else are they going to yeah. do? We could still collect that pension if we don't tell anybody she's dead. But and that's like that's part of it. But also another part is that if we called cops to this house, we have two kidnapped children on the premises. (laughs) Um, And one of them has been on the news. Yeah. And also, well, I was going to say when that surveyor person comes over, the grandma makes a point to reiterate how she is the only person living on that property. And I don't know if that's like for some kind of legal purpose. Yeah. Like, is it a scheme that the whole family's living there in some way? Because the kids make sure to run away. Mm -hmm. And then she says, no, it's just me here. Nobody else. Yeah, I think it's likely a scheme. But I don't know how. I don't know how all these schemes work. And I think when you're a schemer, you probably have a lot of things that just kind of, you know, but other people don't. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. It's It's a combination of situations to mm-hmm. why they can't call the cops over to take her away and yeah. have a proper burial go on and also that she's not the real grandma then the whole like where did everybody come from thing might come up yeah but they do bury her under the house and they make a comment in that moment to the mom and dad say i can't believe we're burying someone again 
oh, but this is not like last time. Mm-hmm. So then you go, okay, what are these people then? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember what I thought when I first saw the movie. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was trying to figure out, like, did somebody else live there? Is this like a weird, this is like not the first person that they buried who they're getting their pension from? Or like, what is... Yeah. It does make you question what what's going on, mm-hmm. what's their scheme, and why why have they decided to live like this? Yeah, because everyone here has a scheme. They've all come from somewhere. They've got something they're running from, or you know something. So mm-hmm. we aren't given the parents' story for a lot of the movie. So yeah, it is interesting. And then again, the kids are asked to lie about the grandma. Yeah. They're asked to never mention that she was anywhere if anybody asks there were five of us on the beach and not six never had a grandma we don't know her (laughs) yeah etc yeah crazy thing to ask kids to do but (laughs) yeah and like that's such a heavy thing to like ask a child to regularly lie about something yeah like maintain a lie or else like we're all caught and the family will be disbanded yeah (laughs) it's kind of the implication um so there's like a lot of pressure on this too Mm -hmm. and it starts to wear on them uh, especially the son as we see moving forward these kind of like dilemmas that he's faced with just kind of start snowballing for him pretty quickly uh the kids steal a lot and at, at one point they're kind of caught yeah at that corner store at the corner store the guy says hey don't make your sister don't make your sister do that yeah and so he's kind of that's another thing he's like kind of guilty like am i teaching this little girl a crime mm-hmm. they kind of mention that their sort of um justification for stealing is that whatever's in a store doesn't belong to someone yet so like stuff in stores is okay to steal yeah because it's in a store it doesn't belong to anyone yeah but then they're they're going through a parking lot and he breaks mm-hmm. into a car and he steals i think it's like a chanel bag or something he steals a purse out of someone's car mm-hmm. and he says I, I don't know i just like i do it sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> he tells the boy who's like i thought we only stole from stores because it doesn't belong to anybody and that purse belongs to somebody yeah that car belongs to somebody and then that also brings up when they mm-hmm. stole him out of a car. Was that what you guys were doing? Was just looking for purses and cars? Mm-hmm. So like, was my was the theft of me meaningful? <laughs> Did yeah. you choose me? Or were you just looking for a purse and you go, oh, well, I guess there's a kid here. <laughs> Did you, yeah. Did you mean to save me? Or was it just mm-hmm. you saw me when you broke into someone's car? Right. And, and so he's like watching his dad kind of break his moral code Mm -hmm. and then also additionally faced with that like am i special yeah so it's like a double whammy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then when they he finally he goes to a store with his sister to like the market Mm -hmm. the supermarket thing and she he sees her stealing and he's like oh i maybe this is bad i don't want her to be doing this this is like the the straw that broke the camel's back, yeah. you know, as they say. <laughs> he can't take it anymore. All the lying, all the crimes, it's just like become too much for this tiny little child, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, he makes a big old commotion, grabs a bag of oranges and runs off. Sort of, you can tell that like he wanted to get caught. He's trying to get in trouble. Yeah. Because he like pushes a bunch of stuff down on the ground mm-hmm. and is trying to be chased away yeah and he does get chased by a couple grocery store people and jumps off the bridge to escape them you know quote unquote Mm -hmm. because he is trying to get caught but i 
thought that scene was really cool. <laughs> I thought the way they did that was really cool. Yeah. Because um, they kind of imply that he is severely injured. So you don't even know for a second if he like lived. <laughs> there's like a <laughs> there's like a second where you're like, did he commit suicide? Is Yeah. Because like you see the oranges like very beautifully roll down the hill. Like in yeah. the background. All you see is the oranges sprawled out rolling away. And then the little girl standing over him yeah. like looking horrified like screams and runs away yeah looking very distressed yes yes so. it, it definitely is like for a second you're like sick because it's like oh no th- is that it is like the boy gone and yeah. he, do you do find out he just broke his ankle yeah or he broke his leg whatever yeah <laughs> so his leg must have looked fucked up yeah, yeah. <laughs> for her to act like that or to well, like react like that a child i think could could be freaked out by any a broken leg or <laughs> a million different things. You never saw any broken bones when you were a kid? Not really. I saw <laughs> lots of twisted stuff as a child. I saw my brother lost a finger. Oh. And I saw a kid lose an ear. The fuck? <laughs> How do you lose an ear? <laughs> it was fucked up. There's like this, uh, I want to say jungle. That's not the There was woods. a jungle. <laughs> There's a woods. Famous Cincinnati <laughs> like, jungle. There's a, there's a woods that like people go to or whatever. And um, near the woods, there's like this, I don't even know what it is, like a big drain or like a sewer or something. But it's basically like a big concrete uh, structure that like goes down into a pit where water drains down into uh-huh. it. It's is like this a, making sense? This yeah, it's just like a ditch. It's just like a... <laughs> kind of like a ditch, yeah, yeah. But it was at a big angle. And on this day, for whatever reason, there was like a ton of water going down this thing. And kids were just like going to the top of it and like sliding down uh-huh. the water and going to the bottom and then running back up. And this kid just like slid weird and slid on the side of his head and his ear came off. Oh. Nasty. No, I we ain't got I ain't got nothing like that. <laughs> and I saw like the ambulance come and like oh. they had his ear and I had to when my brother lost his finger I had to hold it in a towel too. Oof. Yeah, That's and he brutal. was like three. He was like three years old. How did he lose a finger at three? <laughs> what's he what he using a <laughs> he using a bandsaw at three? I don't that's the only way I've ever known anybody we, to lose a finger. <laughs> We were at the babysitters and him and his friends. So like there's lots of kids because we're at the babysitter. Um, him and his friends were playing this game. They were playing a game called like salesman where like somebody would be the salesman and all the other kids would be inside the bedroom. And so the salesman would go and knock on the door and they'd open it and they'd be like, uh, hi, do you want to buy whatever thing I have? Uh-huh. And they would slam the door in their face because nobody wants to talk to a salesman. Very advanced game for tiny children. It's pretty fun. But anyway, so... They, my brother was the salesman and they slammed the door, but somehow in this situation, his finger went in the hinge side of the door and then they slammed it. Oh. So it, you know, just so came he, off. He like put his hand like on like, ugh, nasty. Yeah. And so his finger fell off and uh, I had to hold it in a towel because. How old were you? Seven. Oof. <laughs> also but not good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no thanks. <laughs> I don't know. I turned out normal. <laughs> I yeah, you're, you're fairly normal, I'd say. <laughs> All right, we're so far. <laughs> Sorry that we're so... <laughs> we're having such a great time chatting. But yeah. <laughs> that couldn't be farther from what the fuck is happening in this movie. Yeah, this beautiful movie. <laughs> 
We're ruining it. We're getting to the part where we're, uh, where it's like you're you're about to cry the rest of the movie, and then yeah, basically, <laughs> and then it's over. So. And then it ends, and you're like, oh my god, this is too sad. <laughs> All right, so yeah. The boy breaking his leg is kind of the turn of the film. So everything from here on out is kind of just a bunch of nuts stuff happens in a row, I think. Yeah, it all moves very quickly from this point. Yeah. Like before it was just very much kind of like slice of life kind of stuff. And then after the boy breaks his his leg and the parents have to go and go to the hospital and be like, "Uh, yeah, sure, we've got the information and we can deal with this. But they famously don't have any of the information. He's an illegal child. (laughs) He's a kidnapped child. Yeah, he has no... He has no proper paperwork and he has they have yeah. no proof that they are at all connected to him other than he gave their names or whatever yeah. their phone number. Yeah, so they are suddenly like in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. in trouble, everything is threatened. They do show up at the hospital initially, but then make an excuse to leave and they're like, "Oh, we'll be back" or whatever. Yeah. But instead, they're actually fleeing and go home and pack up everything real fast. They get out the door and cops are there. So, yeah. um they don't make it far. So everyone gets taken in, separated, interrogated, and they sh- they show a lot how the outside world doesn't understand their relationships or their familial bonds that they have Mm -hmm. and we're so invested in this family being together at this point because they're so sweet together and they they like connect so naturally and they just i i don't know how to put it into words so that it feels like how it feels in the movie because it's really so sweet yeah (laughs) but the when they show like the news clips they're like oh the relationship is shrouded in mystery like we don't understand why these people these random strangers who are criminals like live together and we're like we completely understand why and we've just watched we've we just watched an entire movie about why so we know yeah (laughs) if you guys watched the movie you would also know you'd understand watch the movie stupid (laughs) you'd understand what's going on and you'd actually probably be on their side you'd probably really like them (laughs) yeah and i do think that's something that i that i love about this movie is like we mentioned a major theme is chosen family which is like something we talk a lot about in queer circles yeah but you don't talk a lot about in you know the non-queer circles (laughs) in in regular people (laughs) well i guess it is probably more of a thing for people who have been like you know for lack of a better word kicked out of their family or not Mm -hmm. accepted in their family Mm -hmm. so it does make more sense to talk about it from that perspective rather than just like for me, it's just like my group of friends who I spend all my time with. Yeah. That is like kind of my chosen family, but I don't think about it because I could, I still go family. to my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there are like other reasons why, and we see them in this film even, why you could be separated from your family or why like going to your family wouldn't be healthy or good or whatever. Yeah. They're abusive. They're, you know, this and that. So I do think it's cool that they are bringing that conversation to like a different audience who like doesn't probably consider that mm-hmm. side of things often. I just think that's cool. You just don't really see that yeah. that much. <laughs> I'm always for like an alternative family structure film anyway. I think they're interesting. But yeah. I thought that was cool. And the filmmaker, Corey Ada, said that he did also want to like really make sure that he showed not only the perspective from the characters within the family, but also the family within the society, like the wide point of view. Uh-huh. Um, 
and he did. So <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So what we find out about the family at this point, we've kind of alluded to a little bit in certain aspects, but we kind of get everyone's scoop quickly. Yeah. <laughs> we find out the mom and dad had killed the mom's previous husband mm-hmm. who was abusive and it was self-defense. Yeah. So they that's the whole uh, we buried someone before thing. <laughs> and the son goes to an orphanage. We still don't kind of know. We just know what we knew before about him. Yeah. They, I mean, they were like, we actually don't, we don't know anything about you. We don't know where your parents yeah. are or who you could possibly be. Mm-hmm. There's like no missing person report or whatever. Right. And he doesn't remember anything. So he doesn't have anything to tell them either. Yeah. The little girl goes back with her birth parents as well. Mm-hmm. That's another time like we're getting uh, stitched together sort of the perspective of her in her birth parents household where her mom is antagonizing her, kind of being threatening towards her uh-huh. or or just completely ignoring her. And then also cutting back to the like mother character with the investigator telling her that like, oh, children need their mothers. Kids need to be with their moms. Yeah. And she still can't like release her mind from those like societal norms either. Yeah. She's also really rude to the mom character. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I think it was like maybe part of the, the plan to just have the mom take the rap for everything. Yeah. And I think that they're really trying to get as many people in trouble with this as they can. <laughs> they're doing law tricks. Yeah, yeah. They're doing their mm-hmm. law tricks, trying to get everybody to admit that they did something to also get in trouble. Right. But the mom is very focused on trying to make it so it's just her Mm -hmm. because her husband had already gotten in trouble for murdering (laughs) in self-defense i don't know like what kind of if he got some sort of sentence anyway or he might have like some other criminal some sort of criminal rap sheet that she mentions there's something yeah she kind of vaguely mentions it but just there's some implication that if he were the one to take the fall he would be in jail for a very long time because he has a history and she doesn't The director says that when he was doing research for his other movie, like Father Like Son, which is, I think, about something like, I haven't seen it, but something like there's a guy who finds out that he took the wrong baby home from the hospital, but he'd already had it for a few years. So it's like, well, is my son the one that I raised or the son the one that has my sperm as part of his DNA or whatever. Um, (laughs) So he's like, when I... (laughs) When I was researching that, he thought that his understanding was that when women have babies, they automatically become mothers. They feel like mothers and men have more of a challenge with it. And they need like some something to happen before they feel like fathers. But he was talking about it with one of his friends who said, who let him know, no, it's the same for women. Like not all women feel like mothers when the baby comes out. And that idea is actually just male prejudice. And so he was like... Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm fucked up for thinking that. And so this was kind of like his uh-huh. <laughs> exploration of that um, process as well. Yeah. His exploration and visualization of it. Because this woman who can't, they say that she can't give birth to children. She feels more like a mother than the mother in the film who has a child who doesn't want it. Right. Because she actively wants to be a mother. And she's she's mm-hmm. decided to take care of this little girl. Mm-hmm. And the mom, as you see through the rest of the the movie whatever five minutes she has in the movie <laughs> she's <laughs> like she's basically mean in every way you can be yeah <laughs> she's scary she's, when she's um she tells the little girl like come here come come closer to me i'll buy you some clothes later if you come closer <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 she's like every way you're like i don't like that no no and that was like <laughs> 
That's also like the little girl in the beginning of the movie. She says, my mom's nice to me. She buys me clothes. Yeah. You know, like, well, that's just, moms just have to do that. <laughs> you <laughs> can't buy your own thing. clothes. Yeah, it's like not... That's like not like something she needs to be patting herself on the back about. Yeah. And we did kind of skip over the early scene where they are buying her a bathing suit and she goes, you're not going to, are you going to beat me later? <laughs> or what did she say? Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Something like, and basically like, exactly no. that. <laughs> like, what are you talking? No. Mommies don't beat. <laughs> no, Mommies do hugs. We like you. <laughs> so um, the mom takes the fall. She gets five years in prison. And at some point... On a visitation, she asks the dad character to bring the son by. And she basically just tells him all the details about where he came from so that he can have the ability to find his parents, which is kind of nice. But it's also really sad because in a way that like signifies that they are releasing their their sort of parental part in his life or whatever. Yeah. And they're kind of. They're basically like, we we have to be done with this. We can't. Yeah. We just can't do it. It's not she right. She says we're not good enough for him. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just sadder and sadder. Like, as you see their family split up and each one of them individually be miserable. Yeah. <laughs> without each other when you know, like, what happiness and love they had together. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. There's the part where the dad invites the son over to his house. Yeah. From the orphanage. <laughs> And it's crazy, I guess the kid just, I mean, I guess it's, I don't know if they have orphanages or if it's like a foster home kind of situation. They call it, I think they call it like an institution or something, but. Orphanage is probably similar then. Basically an orphanage or I think, I mean, we have like guardian homes here. I don't know if it would be like the same as that. Oh. I don't know. But they say he's staying with six children. Yeah. Somewhere with six children. Yeah. Somehow he gets out of that place and just wanders over he could to just take he just can hop on the bus yeah he's chilling get to somehow he's in contact with this guy who kidnapped him yeah which whatever i mean it's a it's a movie maybe we just accept that that happens or whatever i didn't really think about the like logistics like this guy has moved we never see any of them have like cell phones yeah so, like how do they find each other they must have know. phones or something they gotta yeah i don't know but he comes over to stay the night with with his old dad yeah (laughs) and they make a snowman which again is like another season has gone by Mm -hmm. so time has passed it's winter again Mm -hmm. and the boy like confronts the dad about because then when he's in the hospital they tell him oh you know your family tried to run away without you like they were trying to leave you behind and just abandon you which is their cop tricks because they did say they were gonna go back and get him but maybe they weren't who knows but maybe they weren't but i feel like they would have right they love him yeah but i don't it just would be hard and it would put them at risk it would be hard yeah you're right and he does say like yeah we were gonna abandon you Mm -hmm. (laughs) he like clearly feels guilty about that and is like, I'm so sorry. But then he's also like, and I'm not your dad anymore. And I can't see you anymore. Yeah. It's all very sad. But once the boy leaves, he does chase after the bus. And the boy turns around and mouths dad. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> Finally calls him dad after he has renounced his fatherhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kids only do what you don't want them to, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we do see more of the girl just being lonely and sad too. Yeah, back out on the uh, little balcony she was on in the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. So they're all separate. They're all sad. Everyone's miserable. No one's related. No (laughs) one's together anymore. It's very sad. Yeah. And that's Roll Creds. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
And then, okay, now think about it. Everybody go ahead and live with this. This is it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it does end on such a sad note with but it, everybody. But it's like, it's so complicated too because like, yeah, now they are like legally in the right spots i guess like right one's paying for their crimes one's with their birth parents one is being taken care of like the boy is like able to go to school and right. be a functioning part of society and you know so like technically yeah they are like living up to like legal societal normal standards or whatever but also is that better right but also, <laughs> is it okay to uh, kidnap kids even if they're having bad parent yeah. stuff? <laughs> True. And like, if you think about how complicated that would become down the line. Yeah. Like, you could maybe get away with that for a little while. But like this, like, he goes to the hospital, they're fucked. Yeah. You know, if any, and kids get injured all the time. So like, especially anybody kids, has to go to the hospital. Yeah. Especially kids who just walk around all day. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> who just it's, fuck around and do crimes like, even. Like, <laughs> like they could I get picked have, up too. I don't have anything to do. I just walk around and I screw around all day. I don't know. Yeah, so like at some point that's going to get like a lot more complicated too. Yeah. So it can't last forever no matter what, but you kind of want it to because yeah. they're so cute though. Because <laughs> it does, because they do very much have a love for each other. They do, and that is like such a valuable thing to have yeah but they don't get to have it no more sorry will they ever find it again i mean who can say maybe they will yeah it's it definitely is like hard to think of the future for any of the characters (laughs) yeah and it's hard even like when all this is happening like throughout the first you know two-thirds of the movie before we hit this twist like we do encounter like different things that kind of suck like that the kids aren't able to go to school that they have to switch names that they have like all these little things that kind of suck but you kind of like don't really think about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) because it's just like oh it's just one of those things you know (laughs) it's one of the things we had to give up in order to live our lifestyle you don't think about how when they these kids are adults they have nothing yeah they're like not even really part of society if they somehow got to the point where they were adults who could get jobs mm-hmm. they don't have any kind of identifying anything right like you can't exist in society like that so eventually it all had to crumble and you're just kind of waiting for that to happen and then does that mean that they just repeat the cycle of like being lifelong criminals yeah. kidnapping children <laughs> do they start kidnapping kids or yeah yeah i mean i it's it is interesting to think. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's like it's all these people who've kind of like fallen through the cracks, but you'd mm-hmm. like them and you see like how it could happen to somebody, how your mistakes can lead you down a path that makes you kind of the outsider of society, makes these people kind of like villains in a way to people outside of them. And also how they could end up in that situation and feel like they had no other choice. Yeah. Too. I think that's really important is like, they couldn't really give that girl back. (laughs) Right. She's being abused, but also if they give her back, they're arrested. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a point where you could just be like, she ran away and she wouldn't tell us anything and we just didn't know what to do. But then the girl would have to be complicit in the lie and say the same stuff and who knows if she would, you know? Right. But they don't have a problem asking the kids to lie. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Uh, No, But it would just be really, like, it seems like once they are confronted with the cops that 
all of them just straight up break down, basically, besides the mom who takes the fall for all the crimes. Yeah. But, like, the aunt character is just, like, spilling everyone's beans. Mm-hmm. They're all talking about grandma, even though they promise not to. They're basically saying all the stuff yeah. that happened, you know? All the cop tricks are working. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Do you have any final thoughts on the film, or we can score it out of five? I mean, I guess we could just score it out of five. Ready to score? Yeah. All right. What you thinking? I mean, I get. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's hard for me. I normally just give movies a perfect score, but it's <laughs> on my podcast we just give the movie a perfect score no matter what. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I do really love this movie. Uh-huh. And I but I guess 4.4.5 is probably where I put it. Yeah. I don't know if it's like my favorite film. I don't know if it's something I'll come back to often because it's a little bit too sad. Yeah. But I do really love it and I I think that people should go see it. Or should, yeah. you know, see it somehow, whatever way you can. It is streaming. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I think I got to give this movie a five out of five because I can't think of any aspect of this movie that I could change or would want to change or could be better in any way. Because mm-hmm. I think it's just damn gorgeous. The actors are all incredible. The scenery is all incredible. The story is amazing. It's unique. Mm-hmm. And it's powerful. Yeah. And I probably also won't watch this all the time because <laughs> it is heavy but i'd like to see this guy's other films yeah and i guess he also has a companion piece to this film coming out soon at the end of the year oh really it did, it did cans this year oh called broker broker so there, it's supposed to be like a sister movie to this i don't know what it's about because i try not to look too much into it but yeah that's what oh, i saw okay i'm very interested in that then eyes peeled for broker I couldn't find an exact release date, but it's going to France in December, so we got to be somewhere around there. Yeah, (laughs) we'll get it, right? We'll get it, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it might be like one of those Oscar foreign film movies that comes out kind of December to like February or whatever. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe so. Now it's time for Screen Profit. this part of the pod we just talk about whatever else we've been watching other movies shows whatever else so what you've been watching i've been watching the rehearsal Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) do you feel corny saying that no (laughs) i mean i i mean i just love it it's Mm -hmm. it's stupid how good it is and how insane it is i haven't watched it yet but i want to it's just it just truly is a bizarre thing and and you just say it goes deeper and deeper every time. Like the first mm-hmm. episode starts off completely insane and then it continues to get more insane with each episode. Hell yeah. <laughs> Respect. Like <laughs> the premise is like already like, okay, the premise like to rehearse for any like situation in life that might be difficult is already like insane. Like we're going to have mm-hmm. an exact rehearsal. And you're gonna, we're gonna give you all these different ways that this situation can happen, and we have to have it everything be exact replicas and stuff. It's already starts off at like an insane level, and then it just keeps escalating it. And it's in a way that like I, I wasn't sure that this was how it was gonna go until he started to be part of a fake family. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> like how seriously he takes it. It's just yeah. like just absolutely wild. And then the other thing I watch is The Great Pottery Showdown. Okay. (laughs) Which is just like a pottery competition show. I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever watched the British Bake Off or whatever? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like one of those. It's like a pleasant competition show. Mm -hmm. Just a chill vibe show. Yeah. 
Where oh, it's yeah. like, I can basically just fall asleep to it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, there's even, like, parts of the competition that don't matter. They're like, and in this <laughs> this part, you're going to- Is it British? It is British, yeah. Oh, okay. It's like the, it's the British reality show of being just pleasant instead of the American reality show of, like, yeah. quick cuts and loud and, like- <laughs> Screaming people yeah. and drama. This yeah. is just like, and then we're going to uh, go ahead and make these pots or whatever. <laughs> like, Hell yeah. Yeah, I pleasant. love that shit. Yeah, and then they all just hug afterwards. And yeah, like, it's like so chill. <laughs> I'm like, you're, I'm very used to the American reality show of like people yelling at each other. and I can't stand it. <laughs> I really can't. And the cuts and the music <laughs> is like insane. and it like It's overstimulating. Yeah. <laughs> I used to watch, like, you know, Gordon Ramsay. He has mm-hmm. like the American shows where he's just yelling at people all the time and he's yeah. so mean. But he has like British reality shows. I used to watch The F Word and it's just like a reality show of him going around and being pleasant. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like even, even he is like not mean in British TV. He's like a normal yeah. guy. <laughs> Just doing it for American TV. Yeah. I never watched his show, but I did used to watch Robert Irvine's show. Did you ever see that one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where he like saves Restaurant Impossible. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is that what it is? I was going to say Kitchen Impossible, but. I think it's Restaurant. Yeah. I I don't know. Either way. I think he had two different shows. Oh, maybe so. Because I think Kitchen Impossible was just he had to cook a ton of food for somebody. Mm. (laughs) But he's just like this big ass British guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being goofy, you know he has like a Jerry Springer style show now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's so weird. I caught it on TV at like a car shop when I was getting my car worked on. Bizarre. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is Robert Irvine doing like hosting one of these weird ass shows? He's married to a former <laughs> professional wrestler, I think. Really? Yeah, Gail Kim. Huh. Interesting. That would make sense because he obviously like works out way too much. He's like, why is he so beefy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his head is so tiny because his muscles are so big. <laughs> and he always wears like muscle tees, like tees that are so tight. Yeah, yeah. You can see he's, his little nipples. He's got like the littlest tees on. <laughs> A tiny tee. <laughs> like where do, they, where do they make these shirts? <laughs> it's like somehow the tiniest tee, but like... Also, the armholes are, like, big enough for these huge guns. Like, how... Or maybe they have, like... Maybe there's, like, special shirts for strong guys that are, like, stretchy material. Yeah. That would look terrible on anybody else, you know? (laughs) Just the saggy arm flaps on a normal person. Like, it'd be, like, tight (laughs) on my arms and then, like, tight on my big gut. Like, really showing off how big my gut is. But, like, for, like, a guy who has, like, a six-pack, it's, like... You could just see the outline of the six pack. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for me, it's just. I, just, I dressed up as the Undertaker once, and I had to buy one of those like tank tops, like a wrestler tank top looking uh-huh. thing. Uh, and one of the reviews on it, I'll never forget. It was like, if you're a guy who loves to show your nipples, this is a great, this is a great muscle tee for guys who love to show nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's guys who probably love it, yeah. Maybe so. I just thought that was a silly like thing to leave on a you review. You love to show your nipples? Like, I do. I actually love to show my nipples. Obsessed I think they're really good, nipples. and I'm trying to show them off. I did look pretty badass as the Undertaker. I didn't show nipples, though. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Maybe next time. Yeah. All right. Have you been watching anything else or is that your list? That's kind of it. I mean, I'm sure I watch other stuff, but... That's what you've brought to the table. Yeah, I guess I watch some professional wrestling too, but... Oh, yeah. What kind of wrestling do you watch? I mean, I've been watching AEW wrestling Mm -hmm. and then 
sometimes I watch WWE stuff, but not not often. Mm-hmm. But you know, just the normal stuff, just the stuff anybody would watch who likes yeah. likes wrestling. <laughs> AEW's in and WWE's out, right? Well, kind of. <laughs> the, Depends kind of, on who but you you'll ask. never leave it completely. Yeah. I mean, mm. I don't love WWE because of all the terrible shit. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, AEW is also going to have the terrible shit someday eventually. I'm almost yeah. positive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They probably already do. Any kind of like industry that's like so small like that. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't know, a hundred people can do it professionally or whatever. Yeah. And they're all beefing up and yeah. being crazy constantly and getting CTE. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eventually, bad things are going to come out. and For sure. I don't know. And also, anybody who has a billion dollars... We don't trust them. A little bit sus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. If you're making that much money, a little bit sus to me. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Why are you working so hard? I agree. That's facts. (laughs) (laughs) Give me some of that, (laughs) Billy's. Why are you working so hard? If I had had $2 million, you wouldn't catch me doing no work. (laughs) You kidding me? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) People got all this money, like literally billions. There's all those breakdowns of like a normal person... Could make fifty thousand dollars a day for two hundred years and still not make a billion dollars or whatever the math is. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> and then when you have what, a billion dollars, doing? it's like you can't. You actually can't spend money fast enough. Yeah. You can't spend money fast enough to lose any money, so you just yeah. continue to make more. That's so fucked up. <laughs> Anyways, billionaires fucked up. We're the first to say it. You hear yeah. it here, folks. I'll whoop any billionaire's ass. <laughs> the billionaire challenge. Yeah. If any billionaire wants to fight me, come on. Let's let's You're go. On? Yeah. I'll fight any of them. I think I can whoop any of their asses. (laughs) Probably so. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm a billionaire and I'm just sitting around all day, probably like letting my muscles melt, um, (laughs) they're probably weak as hell. (laughs) You could take them. Yeah. With groceries. I'll whoop their asses. (laughs) Hell yeah. This is not, uh, this isn't a threat. This is actually a challenge. This is a challenge to billionaires. This is not a threat. Don't report this as any kind of threat. This is a challenge to billionaires to fight me. You're not threatening anyone specific. We've not named names. No, but they can slide into your DMs and challenge you to a duel. Yeah, yeah, I will fight you. I will fight you, and I will win. Hell yeah. All right, so I got a couple things on mine, uh, if I may, what I've been watching lately. I watched a Brandon Colvin film called Sabbatical that I really liked. It's got Robert Longstreet. It's got Kentucker Oddly, and it rocked. Great film. I watched this movie called James White. It has Christopher Abbott, who I have only recently discovered, but he's been acting for a long time in a lot of things. But And it has Cynthia Nixon and Kid Cudi. I recently saw Christopher Abbott in this other movie called On the Count of Three that was so good. So I found this film called James White. It's really good. Um, he's really good at being this like New York guy character. If he's anything else... I don't love it as much, (laughs) but he's really good at being like a scrappy sort of New York guy. The movie's about uh, Cynthia Nixon plays his mom and she has cancer and she's like really sick and he's just kind of like fucked up about it. But I really like that film. I watched a movie called How to Get Ahead in Advertising from 1989 with Richard E. Grant. I think this has become one of my fave films ever it's so cool wow it's an insane film um it was recommended to me by a friend i don't want to say even too much about what it's about because i think it's just great to just 
watch. And that's also an amazing Richard E. Grant performance. Very insane performance. So I really like that film, How to Get Ahead in Advertising. All right, I'll do two more. Man Bites Dog. It's Belgian. It's like a mockumentary. Oh, okay. There's a Comedy Central series named that. Is there? Yeah. Well, there's there's a little bit of comedy to it, but it's also a very fucked up movie. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like a mockumentary, but it's about like this film crew that follows around a serial killer, like documenting his kills or whatever. And then throughout the movie, they like slowly kind of become more involved with what's going on and, you know, lines are blurred. But it is also like it's such a great mixture of like funny, silly parts, but then also like extreme violence and not like in a like torture porn kind of way, like Mm -hmm. actually violent. It's it's just really well made. It's a really good movie. Man Bites Dog. And then I watched a show. I rarely watch a show, so it's kind of special that I watched oh, a show. okay. Wow. <laughs> I love a show. I watched this show called Nirvana the Band the Show. Oh, okay. I have heard of it. Have you seen it? I've never seen it, but I use I use the sketch they did as a sound alert on Twitch. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you got to watch it because it's one of the funniest shit I've ever seen. Uh-huh. This is Matt Johnson and Jay McCarroll who have made a couple movies together that I also really like. This is a show about they have a band called Nirvana the Band and they are trying to get their band a show at this place called the Rivoli in Toronto. They come up with a different scheme every episode on how they're going to like scheme their band into getting a show at this venue. And it's so funny. It's so well done. They're just like so fucking hilarious. Um, But it only lives like on the deep web. So (laughs) yeah, you have to like search for it. It doesn't. That was like an early Vice thing. Vice TV. Yeah, it was a Vice thing. And then Vice... I think doesn't exist anymore. Is I, I think, think they, Vice is over. I think they do exist. I think it's like a different. It's like the same thing that happened to HBO Max, where like a different entity bought it mm-hmm. and has gotten rid of things for whatever yeah. reason. So they were set up to make another season of the show, and I think they even recorded a first episode, and then it was like pandemic and whatever. So like it kind of low key fell off, mm-hmm. but um, but hopefully we'll be back sometime because it's so good and i just was like crying and laughing just doing so many laughs so i recommend that show nirvana the band the show we can do plugs baby what you got to plug uh i guess listen listen to my podcast the american arts and culture review it's a podcast about poop and pee hell yeah and (laughs) check out check out my twitch stream just twitch.tv slash Rodney Barry, and that's really all I that's all I have. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, I also rewatched Derek's Dead this morning, which Rod has a cameo in. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. As character Rod. <laughs> I'm the I actually am the star of the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I consider <laughs> myself the star of the movie, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's also a great movie. It's so funny. It's even funny this is the second time I watched it, so it's oh, even wow. funnier the second time. <laughs> have you had Kurt on? I haven't had Kurt on but i have had anna and kyle and bud on. Oh, okay so i've had the other half of the cast on. <laughs> gotta talk to curdy baby i'll probably get him on sometime maybe <laughs> kurt. <laughs> kurt what's up <laughs> i'll let him know i'll let him know i'm <laughs> actually friends i'm actually history. friends with kurt so yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually friends with, i'm actually friends with anna and kyle too so yeah you know. <laughs> 
Hell yeah. I got to be Anna in one of her shows in LA when I was there. (laughs) (laughs) She pulled me on stage to be Anna. So I did a great job. And uh, Oh, I think I had to do that too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was for her um, kind of like... one woman show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I think I sat in a spot and she saw me and she was like, okay, Rod, too bad. You have to come on stage. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah, so you know what? In a way, we're kind of twins. Yeah, we're connected. <laughs> we're connected in that way. I apparently, I went with a friend, and I apparently did such a good job at being Anna that my friend thought I was a plant, and that we had planned the thing together. But uh, <laughs> I was not a plant. I didn't know. And Anna loves a plant, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, check out Rod's crap, and uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for being on. Oh no <laughs> thanks problem. Thanks for coming on the pod, Rod. <laughs> I, I had a great time. Hell yeah. And uh, we'll see everybody else next time. Bye. Bye. I'm still kind of curious. Like, I think about how strange it is that, like, I walk around with, like, bones and guts that I never get to see. But, like, I live with them for my whole life. That's Let me see up. my guts. I want to see my guts and bones. Let me see my guts and bones. What the hell? That's it. You know, like, I have to live with them forever and we never get to meet. <laughs> that seems kind of twisted. <laughs> I, I would like to never meet my guts or bones, to be honest. <laughs> If there's, like, a way I could, like, see them and say hi, but, like, I'm not injured or maimed or something. I'm like, let those guys do their thing. They know what what they're doing. They're having a good time. I just want to give them a little talking to, say hi, give a little kiss. Hey, y'all are doing a great job. I just want to let you know. I just think that's interesting.